There can be no other than to save burn three. No need to change. Keep it tuned to save Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 97.3 Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Six twenty-eight. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Monday. Welcome to Monday, the 10th of October. Two thousand and twenty-two. Yeah. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show, live on your dial ninety-seven point three FM. My name is Nathan Kwao, welcoming you to another day and another week. Thank God for life and strength. May we go out and may we win today. May we win this week. Sounds of Eternity starting us off with a lovely medley. Show is live until 10 a.m. and you are part of us. About the number 0549-986-996. It's always an honor having you on this show. And it's an honor hosting this show. I'm sitting in for Bernard Avlet. Tweet at us at City973. Hashtag CityCBS. My name is Nathan Kwao. Listen to us all over the world via citynewsroom.com. Welcome once again. We start off with our business sense. Brought to us by ADB. ADB has the Payday Plus. If you are wondering how to solve that pressing issue before payday strikes, the Payday Plus is for you. You can get up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. Remember, there's no interest on repayment within 30 days and your money hits your account the same day. Now, if you are interested in this, call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. It'll be truly a great and more. Now, business and today comes from Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio says, we live in a society obsessed with public opinion, but leadership has never been about popularity. We live in a society obsessed with public opinion, but leadership has never been about popularity. So let's think about it this week. If you want to be a good leader, don't, get, don't be popular or don't think about being popular. You need to get your head down and work. There are targets to meet. Objectives to meet. It's not about popularity. The most popular person is not necessarily the one who is the most accomplished leader. So let's think about that as we start the week. That's our business sense. Brought to us by ADB. ADB truly a great and more. Up next is the city on the city breakfast show. It's the business. No, not the business. The newspaper review. Hey, why? What's going on? Up next is the newspaper review. Uh huh. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Power of Relevant Radio. This is City 97.3. She was more like a beauty queen from a 
the City Breakfast Show. Sounds of Michael Joseph Jackson. The song Billy Jean. Probably one of the most popular songs ever done. Best to ever do it. Best to ever do it. No challenger, no comparison. And then you stop that nonsense. So and so is the new Michael Jackson. Please. There's no new Michael Jackson. There is only Michael Jackson. Yes, yes. And the people who like Prince, we beg you. Prince and Michael Jackson cannot be in the same sentence. Jackson is the greatest finish. It just, it's okay. Yeah. Prince is great. Michael Jackson is great. They are Michael separate Michael entities. Michael Jackson is the greatest. Michael finish. Jackson, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one. And in 1983, Michael Jackson performed this song at Motown. He gave the world... Probably the one the one had never seen something like that before and after. He gave the world the moonwalk. Charlie. Now you know there's some debate on who originated it. Um there's another gentleman whose name I cannot recall now who apparently originated it, but Michael Jackson was the one who popularized yeah, it. Popularized the moonwalk. You know. And the moonwalk got better and better. So so the first one wasn't too nice. But ap- after that he perfected the art of the moonwalk. Anyway. You're still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Welcome to the newspaper review brought to us by Fidelity Bank. Now, they've brought the Fidelity Sikaboom promo. If you need a lot of cash in your hands, this is a sure way. Now, deposit and maintain 300 CDs and multiples of it in your Fidelity account every month during the promo period to qualify. And you could win 100,000 CDs at the end. The promo is running until February 2023. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. Now, if you are not giving your engine quartz engine or you are letting it suffer and it will age quicker, you don't want that. Give your engine quartz engine oil to protect it from mechanical wear by up to 74%. Choosing quartz from Total Energies is choosing the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and younger for longer. And Kel Charcoal Toothpaste also bringing us the newspaper review. It's made by Samara Company Limited. Producers of SAS has been approved by the FDA. And it's a sure way of giving you fresh breath, whiter teeth. It will help you reduce dental plaque and makes your, uh, will make your gum healthy and strong. Recommended for adults and children from 6 years and above. Kel Charcoal Toothpaste. Happy smile. Let me say good morning to Kokui and Kayla. Good morning. Good morning, Nathan. Good day. What's happening? How are we Shall doing? We're we good. It's a new week. By the new day. God. New we energy. Yep. New hopes. Yes. And um, new them. the top of the English Premier League table is also looking very nice. <laughs> it's a nice view from the top. <laughs> good morning, Bernardino Avla. I know you're listening. <laughs> My only regret is that this morning I can't look you in the eyes. But he's not to talk about 
what happened yesterday. Well, yeah, it was it was yeah. uh, it was a very good game. I enjoyed it. It was enthralling. It had a lot of tempo yeah, in yeah, life, and I like it. It's a nice score, nice score line, you know, nice match. Yeah. <laughs> you see, because. What happened against Manchester United was just a blip. Uh, no problem. It was just a blip. That, it, you know? it is. You can. It, yeah. It is. It, it, call it you that. know, we just lost God. Lost God. We put our guard down. Yeah. But yesterday, that day you had you had to put the number on Arteta because he let Arsenal down that yeah, day that when they lost just, to Man United. You know, but yesterday was good. Yesterday, people expected us to lose. Who did? People. <laughs> good morning to all of those people. Alrighty. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, it's very nice morning. Good morning to all gunners out there. <laughs> All right, let's yeah, let's get. Nice. It's a nice way to start the week, you know. Let's get into the, the view from people. the top. Yeah, it's great. Okay, I like how Caleb is looking at me, so I'm going to start with the Ghanaian Times, mm-hmm. the GRA. Yeah. They're up and about and busy, oh Charlie. I saw them at some shop this weekend. Where machine? They were taking checking receipts and everything. Well, here's the thing: they've yes. dragged 48 businesses to court right. over tax evasion, right. failure to issue VAT invoices for goods and services. Wow. Yeah. Also, Caleb Kuda, one of your favorite individuals, mm-hmm. Nana Agrada. <laughs> She's been grabbed by the police over an alleged money doubling scam. I cannot believe this, that people actually have fallen for this, but we'll look at it later on. It's in the Ghanaian Times. Mm-hmm. The Trade Ministry is going to roll out a textiles tax stamp from the 1st of November, mm-hmm. and 250 mm-hmm. women undergo breast cancer screening at the Kanishi Market Complex. Remember, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so if yes. you're a woman and you have breasts... Please check them. And, and men, too. Yeah, yep. it does affect men. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for adding us, Skokui. Daily Graphic says, Development Bank pumps 245 million Ghana cities into SMEs. Additional 1 billion in the orphan stories on page 20 of the graphic. Um, grab one and see the details. Then I grab assistant police over alleged money doubling scam. Patricia Esiedua, a.k.a. Nana Grada. She is here as well. We'll get you the details. And... AELP makes inroads. 80,000 secure jobs in reafforestation. Comes with a photograph of Umar Sanders' very good friend, Dr. Lois Louis, uh, Louis Carol Sewa Donko. She's the coordinator of the National Alternative Employment and Livelihood Program. NAELP. Mm. Okay. What's her name? She's what? Louis. 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 Yeah, I think it's Louis Carol. Louis Carol Sewa. L O U I S E. Is that Louise. what it says here? Yes. L-O-U-I-S-E. Yes. So she's Louise. Louise. She's Louise. Louise. Yes. Okay. Louise Carroll. Yes. Okay. The finder front page. Uh, after, eight nations kickstart trading with 96 different products. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, yeah, Republic Bank has launched a new product to assist workers to buy houses with Tier 3 pensions. Nice. The Petrosol CEO lords NPA boss for enforcing petroleum downstream regulations. And GRA, they're making headlines here again. <laughs> They collect 51.5 billion Ghana cities in tax, and they're pledging to seal all loopholes. Well, I'm here, yeah. yeah. BNFT, Fund Milk invests 7 million euros in three green projects, and Temaport, Horticulture Logistics, Tassel derailing exports, inbound forex. Industry players seek reversal of decision to control logistics at the port, and CIB Ghana appoints Robert Jato as new CEO, and Addison backs debt capping conversation. The Chronicle front page, panic at MMDAs, local government service to lay off workers. Mm. Nana Atu Afa says the sector is bloated with administrative staff. Okay. Also, the World Bank doles out $500 million to Ghana 
annually. Uh, Dr. Baumia, our vice president, celebrates 59th birthday with inmates of Wager Leprosarium. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a nice birthday celebration. We saw some pictures floating around. Belated happy birthday to the vice president. Uh, land and vehicle registration is to be based on tax compliance, says the GRA. Here they are again mm-hmm. making headlines. Mm-hmm. And the OT regional minister woos steel coys to invest, as they say they've discovered iron ore deposits there. And Proverbs 30, verse 8, mm-hmm. keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Ah, mm-hmm. Interesting scripture. Interesting indeed. The Herald has a photograph bare-chested um, chairman Wuntumi and the headline says Kwekubako drops dozier on Wuntumi's Akuntam mining activities. Pressure mounts on government to arrest him. A paper says confusion rocks NDC MPs over U- 1.5 billion US dollar GNPC Jensa deal. Atachia and John Dinapo want to do the right thing but Forex Bureau selling one dollar for 11 two Ghana cities comes with a photograph of the finance minister Kendo Foriata and Muhammad demands diligence from the judiciary, EC and media. Okay, I'll we'll give you a couple of headlines on the front page of the new crusading guide. Galamse bribery saga, audacity of Charles Bissu's big letters uh, and it asks, is he NPP treasurer to be receiving donations on behalf of the party? Professor Enin is quizzing this. Mm. Yes. Also, McDan acquires cargo planes and sea trade vessels to support AFTA mm. as trade commences. And there are other headlines on the front page of the new crusading guide. I got Republic Press here and Agrada arrested is a big one. Baumia Alan Boys clashed over accusations of subtle campaign. Akufuado jets off to France. Six dead in gory accident at Aprede mm. in the eastern region. Sound story. There are other headlines as well. Mm. The Ghanaian publisher front page. The FDA destroys 10 million Ghana cities mm. worth of fake drugs. Yeah. Mm. Also, dodgy Agrada grabbed Mm. For fraud. Mm. Petrosol CEO, Lord's NPA boss, McDan strikes after deal, and Green Street's project kicks off. That's the Ghanaian publisher. Many page. of the papers are using grabbing for Agrada. It's same for the anchor. Police grab Agrada over money doubling scam as greed drives church members into ditch. Mm. And revealed deviant Akunta invades forest again, but lands ministry hints at rootless action if. And then PM. PMMC boss is here. Gold from Ghana risks blacklisting. Mm. These are the stories making headlines on the anchor. Okay, if you go online, citynewsroom.com says iron ore discovered in five districts in Oti region. Nice. Mm. Interesting story, and it's very, very exciting to hear that. The president is in France, or he's left for France. He's going to receive an honorary doctorate degree from Sorbonne. Uh, Nana Grada arrested over alleged money doubling scam. Mm. GRA mm. satisfied with deliberations with IMF officials who cook with the GRA in the boardroom and on the IMF, but they are on the field as well. Mm-hmm. And GWCL still lamenting increasing costs of water treatment due to Galamse. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, uh, Ghana wins ICAO Council seat, which is great, which is great. Uh, Major Online also has the Nana Agrada story. And a security analyst is saying pension for overnight riches makes Nana Agrada schemes successful. So those are some of the stories from him. Uh, that. And then on a financial note, dollar breaks 11 CD mark. Forex Bureau sell a dollar at 11.2 CDs. 
That's what my joy online is saying. Uh, starfm.com.gh Axin <clears throat> Chiefs won insane chief over unlawful invasion. Government killing local construction industry with delayed payment, according to the GHCCI. Government to begin implementation of a national rental assistance scheme. That's according mm. to the housing minister. Mm. And Agrada arrested over money doubling scam, and the police are probing that as well. If you go international on the BBC, they have uh, this story, with, and it has a live ticker. Multiple explosions in Ukrainian capital Kiev, and Putin accuses Ukraine of Crimea breach terrorism. So that is what is going on. There. Plus, Elon Musk waits into China and Taiwan tension. So, Mr. Musk is getting his hands mm. into different things. All right, let's let's get into the stories. Where do we okay. want to begin? The GRA is all over yes. every yeah, newspaper and headline, right? So, let's go to the center spread of the Ghanaian Times. GRA drags 48 businesses to court over tax evasion and failure to issue VAT invoices for goods and services. So, these businesses are currently undergoing prosecution for evading taxes and failing to issue VAT invoices on purchase of goods and services. Mm. According to the Commissioner General of GRA, Reverend Amisha Dai Usuamwa, the businesses were put before the tax courts for acting in contravention to Section 80 of the Revenue Administration Act of 2016. He explained that the prosecution of tax defaulting businesses was one of the strategies adopted by the authority to promote tax compliance and enforcement. Now, he met with editors of various media organizations in Accra. Okay. Um, he said the GRA, as at the end of September this year, had collected 51.6 billion Ghana CDs uh, as against a target of 52 billion Ghana CDs. So just, they fell short by 466 million Ghana CDs. I mean, that is a lot of money, right? Um, the performance represents nominal growth rate of 29% over the same period compared to last year's collection mm-hmm. of 26%. Domestic revenue grew nominally by 28.6%. Customs revenue by 29.8%. So again, he's giving you know a breakdown of how the authority is doing in tax collection. He said they're implementing a number of tax policy initiatives, including a taxpayer's portal, electronic VAT invoicing, electronic auction, as we've heard about, and electronic tax clearance certificate to boost revenue generation this year. Um, The portal, for instance, will be an online self-service system to allow taxpayers to file returns, initiate payments, and access other tax-related services like tax clearance certificates, etc. Okay. Okay. Uh, Talk about the GRA. Just a quick one. Uh, They say meeting with officials uh, from the IMF. They had a meeting with them, and they've described the meeting as fruitful. Officials of the IMF have wrapped up the second visit to Ghana following the conclusion of discussions on the fund support to the country. The GRA's boss, Reverend Dr. Mishada Wusuamua, has been explaining the form of engagement the IMF had with the GRA as the government looked forward to a bailout. And he says, quote, the engagement was not only about the auditing of figures, but also on both administrative and policy reforms to see where there were any improvements or recommendations. Internally, we have also discussed the agreed policy initiatives to be carried out. The IMF concluded its second round of negotiations with Ghana for a bailout program last Friday, saying it was constructive to put Ghana's economy back on track. In the Herald, Forex bureaus selling $1 for 11 Ghana City, 11.2 Ghana City. Story says, um, the Ghana City has hit the 11 Ghana City mark, the 11 City mark with some Forex bureau in parts of Accra selling a dollar at an average of 11.2 Ghana Cities on Saturday, October 
8, 2022. A car-based FM's business report indicates that the demand for the dollar keeps surging as there is virtually little dollar in circulation. Some Forex Bureau operators who spoke to Joy Business on condition of anonymity said the recent action by the Bank of Ghana has yielded little return. According to them, there are no dollars in circulation, but they hope the inflows from the 1.13 billion cocoa syndicated loan will help improve supply and slow down the rate of depreciation of the currency. The first tranche is expected by the end of this month. On the interbank market, the Bank of Ghana quoted the dollar at 9.63 selling on Friday, October 7, 2022. Meanwhile, the city is also not faring well against the pound and euro. It is going for 12 Ghana City, 12.5 cities to the pound and 10.57 to the euro, respectively. Talking about money, some people wanted their money doubled, but it just didn't work out. Citynewsroom.com says the police have arrested Patricia Isidua, Mm. alias Nana Agrada, Mm. following allegations of money doubling scam leveled against her by some members of the public. The suspect is currently assisting police investigations. Now, the police said in a statement, quote, anyone who is a victim of the alleged money doubling scam should report to the Accra Regional Police Command for further action to assist the investigation. Nana Grada is said to have um, announced the alleged money doubling taking place at her church, Heavenway Church in Wager, Accra, via her TV station. Members of the church say Nana Grada took money from them with the promise of doubling it for them last Friday, but failed to honor the promise despite receiving the money. Thousands of her worshippers later besieged the church premises to claim their seed money. Obodai, did you call these people victims? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry if you're somebody whose money has vanished into thin air. But look, Caleb told me Agrada means thunder. Yeah, Agrada so means me, thunder. Why would you give your money to somebody called Nana Thunder? Seriously. Then the Nana Thunder sells you, she's going to double your money, and you believe her? This is somebody who converted from being a fetish pri- a priestess or something. What was she before? Yeah. Right? It was even allegedly had some involvement in a tragic event that happened. We all seem to have forgotten this. This woman now self-styled pastor or whatever. Well, the name called Nana Thunder. Sikagari Udinetu. And you give her your money? and you repented. So she's doing the work of the Lord. Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> Look, so, some of us deserve to be scammed, man. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, but there okay, are you also other people in this country. You go and give your money to... Systems must protect no, no, no. the vulnerable that's, and gullible. That's, whoa, 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 whoa. This is... The, uh, in this case, okay. is it vulnerable and gullible or is it okay. greedy? Some the point is, gullible, some that is why greedy. the police is investigating. So we wait to see what the police will find out. No, 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 we, we play too much in this country, man. We, we wait to see what will happen after these we, we investigations. We give people prominence when they deserve none. And this is the result of that. Honestly, I like... Uh, but have you, I, I'm sure sense. you've seen the video. Anyway, you let's move on. I'm sure we'll touch on it a little later. But other stories. Page other stories. 20 of the Daily Graphic. Development Bank pumps 245 million Ghana cities into SME additional 1 billion in the orphan story by Emmanuel Bruce the development bank uh, Ghana DBG has so far disbursed about 245 million to its partner uh, financial institutions for on lending to small and medium enterprises the disbursement started when the bank was set up in July this year the chief executive officer of the bank Kwamina Duka who disclosed this said that DBG in the next 6 to 12 months would further disburse about 1 billion Ghana cities to medium to long term capital to support local industries he said this in an interview with the 
media on the sidelines of a capacity building workshop for SMEs. To date, we have learned about 245 million Ghana cities, and I think there were two reasons for that, to flush out the pipes and make sure that our initial systems are working. And in terms of what is in our pipeline, we will probably have three to four times of that, about one billion Ghana cities, which we hope to disperse in the next six to 12 months. We're hoping that these dispersals have those in the agribusinesses will benefit much from this because like the agric minister said a couple of weeks ago, we're still having very uh, low percentage of uh, disbursals or loans given to uh, people in agriculture. So hopefully mm. people in farming and the agribusiness will also get to benefit from this dispersal. Okay, let's look at the final newspaper and the African Continental Free Trade Area. Yes. Eight nations have kick-started trading, yes. and they've commenced guided trading under the African Continental Free Trade Area, or what we call AFTA. The initiative seeks to test the operational, institutional, legal, and trade policy environment under the AFTA, and to send an important positive message to the African economic managers. Now, the rationale behind this is to test the readiness of participating state parties under the AFTA, and to demonstrate that the trading documentations are operational and viable and to confirm that the customs and revenue authorities of the particular participating countries under the agreement are ready to process imports and exports. It's also expected to serve as a gateway to encourage continued trade under the AFTA, resulting in a multiplier effect and increased opportunities for the SMEs, youth and women in trade and ultimately establishing a sustainable and inclusive economic development. Now, the eight countries that have commenced are the Ghana, Kenya, Rwanda, Tanzania, Egypt, Mauritius, Cameroon, and Tunisia. Nice. We are the headquarters. Awesome. Nine-month-old baby found dead at the Sikafu Ambantem. That's a sad story in the uh, Republic Press story on page nine. Just a quick highlight. A nine-month-old baby who was reported missing for three days at his uh, San Gregoire in the Wasa-Menfi West Municipality of the Western Region has been found dead. The body of a queer Ago was found in a stagnant water suspected to be a fish pond at Esikafua Mantem, a suburb of San Gregoire. Mr. Joseph Ayimbe, father of the deceased, confirmed the story to Ghana News Agency and said he lived at Bremang with his wife Rose and okay. siblings. All right, that's how we end the newspaper review. Thank you so much, Caleb. Thank you, Kokri. I'll, I'll catch you guys later on the show. Uh, up next is the City Business News. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Six fifty-nine. Up next is the City Business News. Brought to us by Access Bank. And they have great news for salaried workers. They've got the Access Bank payday loan, which you can access by simply dialing star 901 star 11 hash now. You can access up to 40% of your net monthly salary before payday to solve those pressing issues. With Access Bank, any day can be payday. Access Bank more than banking. And the business news also brought to us by MTN. By Enterprise, Enterprise is your advantage. And by Goyle, Goyle, good energy. Goyle, yeah, yeah, dear. Rush to you like a fireman. Maybe ride on, maybe go. Sing to you like a fireman. Let's get into the city business news with Vivian Kailoko.
Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of the City Business News brought to you by MTN Access Bank Girl and Enterprise Life, also powered by citybusinessnews.com. We start with the International Monetary Fund because it is expected to continue discussions with Ghanaian officials in the coming weeks as part of its technical works at the headquarters in Washington, D.C. This comes after the team wrapped up their second visit to Ghana for negotiations towards a $3 billion support program. The following report by Nia Yikwe Okain has more. Ghana returned to the International Monetary Fund, IMF, for support after months of struggle with the economy. Talks began on a comprehensive debt sustainability analysis with the IMF for a $3 billion support program. Officials of the IMF arrived in Accra on September 26, 2022 and met with President Ikufuado, the Vice President Dr. Mahamudu Baumia, Finance Minister Ken Oforiata, and Bank of Ghana Governor Dr. Ernest Addison and their teams. The officials also had discussions with Parliament's Finance Committee as well as representatives from various government agencies, the Trade Union Congress, the private sector, civil society organizations, and development partners. Discussions centered on economic growth and possible financial support for Ghana post-COVID aimed at laying the foundation for stronger and more inclusive growth. Key areas of focus included ensuring public financial sustainability while protecting the vulnerable, strengthening the credibility of monetary and exchange rate policies to reduce inflation and rebuild external buffers, preserving financial sector stability and steps to encourage private investment and growth, including by improving governance transparency and public sector efficiency. The IMF says discussions with the authorities will also continue in the weeks ahead at its headquarters at Washington, D.C. This, according to the Minister for Finance, Ken Ofuriata, will see in attendance officials from Ghana. Um, uh, we are in discussions, negotiations, and uh, the bank and the, um, the ministry uh, would go to Washington at the end of the week to continue uh, with these discussions. Um, so far, um, discussions have been very collaborative. I think we are getting to the point of understanding our debt sustainability numbers um, and will come through with, I believe, what may be termed as an historic uh, resolution to this as a demonstration to other um, countries um, on the continent. Um, so in the end, um, really we will not be remembering um, the words of our enemies, but really, um, we hope our friends uh, will not be silent. The government aims at fast-tracking negotiations with the IMF to ensure key aspects of the program are reflected in the 2023 budget statement. But some economists have cast doubt on the possibility of concluding the IMF deal before the year ends. Nia Yukwe Okain filed that report. Now, the Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority has noted that all efforts are being made to rope in the informal sector into Ghana's tax net. This objective, he says, is informed by the authority's ambitious rollout of the digital platform, including the electronic VAT system. Now, speaking at a press engagement, Reverend Dr. Amisha Dayo, who was optimistic, the measures put in place so far will yield the needed efforts to shore up the domestic revenue. It will take a bit of time to introduce the whole country. We have started with about 50 
into the first phase, and we're hoping that this CT will end by the end of the year. By 2023, second quarter, we hope to cover our large taxpayers. You know, large taxpayers have said contribute about 70% of domestic tax. So if you cover them, then it means that even though we haven't covered a lot of small taxpayers, we have significant revenue coming through. That was a Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority, Reverend Dr. Mr. Daya Ousu Amwa. Meanwhile, despite the recent announcement of an increase in the revenue generated from the electronic transfer levy, tax analyst Dr. Alex Ampabing is of the view that the policy ought to be reviewed or scrapped entirely. The Ghana Revenue Authority has indicated over the weekend that the levy has so far recorded 20% improvement month on month and expects to see more growth subsequently. There's more in this story. As at September this year, data from the Ghana Revenue Authority indicates that about 328 million Ghana cities has been realized from the electronic transfer levy. This is a significant improvement from the 60 million Ghana cities achieved in June, although it still raises concerns about the government's ability to meet the projected 2022 target of 600 million Ghana cities with just about two months to end the year. This is further heightened by records showing a dip in mobile money transactions since the introduction of the policy, as some resort to cash transactions and other creative means to avoid the levy. Dr. Alexander Pabing is a tax analyst, and he is of the opinion that the policy must be reviewed. E-levy as it stands, I would say it has failed. And it's going to the point where government has to review it. Probably reduction in rates, if it's not to be abolished, then government needs to look at reducing the rate to make it less attractive for people not to pay. But as it stands, if you spend, say, about 5000 and you're going to pay maybe an E-levy of close to 100 Ghana, surely the person will rather spend time, efforts, and go to the bank to do fiscal transactions. And you also need to look at what impact this is having in the broad economy. Demands for the scrapping of the policy have been rife since its inception, but with the economy currently in dire straits and the country seeking an IMF bailout, what options are available to the government if it were to hit the call? What of Ghana's problem is having a substantial domestic revenue. We need a revenue base that will guarantee every year, year in, year out, there is a base that is supporting the economy. IMF is going to be a one-off package to support the economy, but post-IMF, what happens? And that's why you keep slipping back. The country is not generating enough and it is time for us to do a proper system audit look at which areas can we really generate revenue property tax is one huge area and i do hope they said they were starting the unified common platform with the minister announced generally to start as of now we are in the 10th month of the year and nothing is happening so property taxes one we've passed the tax exemptions bill but people are enjoying at the ports we recently heard of the labianca issue this is one out of many cargoes are coming out of the port every single day and people are not paying the right amount so it is time for us to really do a proper system of it seal all the leakages tackle corruption with a much more deterring punishment to make it less attractive for people to engage in Tax analyst Dr. Alex Ampabing ending that report filed by Michael Ubudu. Nanfan Milk Ghana Limited, a subsidiary of the Danone Company, has inaugurated its green projects aimed at ensuring environmental sustainability. The initiative has seen the establishment of a wastewater treatment plant, a biomass boiler and solar panel installations at a cost of over 70 million cities. He is the president of the Danone Africa, Asia and Middle East part Christian Stamkoita outlining the impact of the projects to journalists during their commissioning. 
So I want to find out from you, why did Danone decide to embark on these projects? So Danone is very much committed to sustainability. We invested roughly 7 million euro into this project. So there's three projects that you can see here. Is one, we have this wastewater treatment plant that allows us to make sure that the water we use is treated in the way that when it is discharged, it is clean and clear water. The second one is the biomass boiler that basically takes waste, burns waste to create steam and therefore to create energy. And that reduces the CO2 footprint of this factory. And the last one is the solar panels that we have installed on the offices and here on the factory that uses the sun, you know, to create energy and with this significantly also reduce the CO2 footprint and make us a bit less dependent on local energy supply. We also believe that through the work we create, you know, we're talking about 30,000 vendors, we can really positively impact, you know, kind of the society. President of Danone, Africa, Asia, and Middle East, Christian Stamukuta. Let's now join Gideon Amonichi of Data Bank for the latest updates on the Ghana Stock Exchange. At the end of last week's trading session, the Ghana Stock Exchange's Composite Index closed higher, reducing its year-to-date loss to 11.76%. The DSI 20 Index, which tracks the 20 most liquid stocks on the exchange, similarly moved up, reducing its year-to-date loss to 13.28%. In all, a total of 18 stocks changed hands on the bears, out of which emerged two gainers and one decliner. New Gold ETF topped the gainers list for last week, moving up by 14 CD 94 pesos to 181 CDs 44 pesos. Benzoil Palm Plantation followed gaining 42 pesos to 6 CD 90 pesos. On the contrary, SIC Insurance, the only decliner for last week, lost 1 peso to 32 pesos. This week, Based on the volume of outstanding bids and offers, we tip Ecobank Ghana, Unilever Ghana and Gold PLC to decline as the supply of their stocks outstrip market demand. Consequently, the Ghana Stock Exchange's Composite Index, the DSI 20 Index, are forecast to end the week lower. Gideon Amwenichi of Data Bank. Well, that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by Access Bank, MTN, Enterprise Life and Goyle. Also powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Vivian Kai Loco. Do have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Seven fourteen. Up next is kickoff. Probably brought to us by Lecheho. Have you updated your records with Lecheho? Now, as a director from the Bank of Ghana, remember that the Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. Visit any Lecheho branch near you to update your records with your Ghana card and get served faster and better. You can also send a WhatsApp message to 0574065958 or 0302208333. Lecheho, let's improve lives. Donald Cranting is here. He's got the latest. It's time for kickoff. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
morning. It's time for kickoff here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. In the headlines, Accra Heart of Folk have apologized to their fans following their humiliation against Real Bamako of Mali in their CAF Confederation Cup qualifier. We have the latest in the world of the Premier League. <laughs> Let's start with Accra Hearts of Folk. And they have apologized to their fans following Saturday's 3-0 defeat to Real Bamako in the CAF Confederation Cup second round first leg. In a social media post, the Phobians have promised to work extra hard to put smiles on the faces of their fans when they host the Malian Cup winners in the return leg at the Accra Sports Stadium this weekend. Hearts are expected to resume training later today after arriving from Mali yesterday. Meanwhile, former executive committee member of the GFA, George Amuako, has bemoaned the white financial gap between Ghanaian clubs and their continental rivals. It is not going to be easy for Ghanaian clubs at this time, in this economy, to be able to match up with the giants in Africa. Our best should be qualifying to the money zone and staying in the money zone. People are running budgets of $10 million a year. We are running what? How much? If we are able, we are able to get into the money zone and play in the leagues, zone. Eh? It will be a good start. We need to work very hard. Everybody who loves football, we need to work very hard to be able to move above our level now. Our level is very low. You had former executive committee member of the GFA, George Amwaku, speaking there. Moving on, and Black Meteors head coach Ibrahim Tanko says his team will give their best to qualify for the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. Ghana's under-23 football team is scheduled to face Mozambique this month in the second round of their under-23 Afghan qualifiers. Analyzing his team's chances, Ibrahim Tanko is hopeful of making amends after missing out on the last Olympic Games in Tokyo. We didn't have... Uh chance to qualify to the Olympic but uh, we have another chance as you said and we are doing everything possible so that we will qualify to the Africa and then from there to qualify to the Olympic Games. I mean when we started the last time we had a lot of problem because of the normalization but I think uh, with this one we have a FA in place and uh, we hope that uh, all the support we need the FA will give us so that we also give our best to qualify the team to Olympics. Yeah, Black Meteors head coach Ibrahim Tanko speaking there. Now that Malta Guinness Ghana Women's Premier League first round match is kicked off um, this weekend uh, in the Northern Zone, Pearl Pia Ladies, they drew goalless at home against Prison Ladies. Tamale Super Ladies and Ashton Ladies played out a 1-1 draw. Defending champions Ampim Dakon, they were involved in a 1-1 draw at home against Northern Ladies. Supreme Ladies thrashed Candy Soccer Academy by five goals to nil. And Fabulous Ladies, they lost 3-2 at home against Dreams Ladies. In the Southern Zone, Hazakes Ladies were 1-0 winners over Berry Ladies. Thunder Queens beats Police Ladies by two goals to one. Soccer Intellectuals lost by one goal to nil uh, one goal to nil against the impressive faith ladies and ladies strikers they were beaten by four goals to nil against army ladies rich city they've received their first taste of women's premier league action with a three nil home loss against Siam socrates ladies moving on to today's episode of our world cup series today in qatar ivan sofuchu manso looks at the game that inspired the creation of the red and yellow cards at the tournament Welcome to Today in Qatar. 
1962 FIFA World Cup host Chile's 2-0 win over Italy at the group stage is nicknamed the Battle of Santiago. The game is infamous for its high level of violence that had two players ejected from the match, four police interventions and several punches thrown by players from both teams. Referee Ken Ashton officiated the ill-tempered game and his ordeal led to the introduction of the red and yellow cards to the competition. Since the card introduction, the 2006 World Cup in Germany has the most red cards recorded with 27 players sent off. Four red cards and 16 yellow cards were recorded in the round of 16 game between Portugal and Netherlands known as the Battle of Nuremberg. Portugal's Deco and Costinha, as well as Khalid Boularouz and Giovanni van Bronckhorst of the Netherlands were sent off in the heated contest. That was Ivan Sufuchuman. So, with today's episode of Today in Qatar, to some Premier League news now. And game week 10 was played over the weekend. Bournemouth they beat Leicester City by two goals to one on Saturday. Chelsea recorded their third straight win under Graham Potter in all competitions with a 3 0 win over Wolves. Erlen Haaland scored his 20th goal this season as Manchester City beat Southampton by four goals to nil. Newcastle, they were 5-1 winners over Brentford. Hurricane scored the only goal of the game as Tottenham Hotspur beat Brighton 1-0 away from home. Crystal Palace, they won that game against Leeds United by two goals to one. And West Ham, thanks to goals from Jared Bowen, Skamaka and uh, Antonio, they beat Fulham by three goals to one. Arsenal, they return to the top of the Premier League table with an impressive 3-2 win over Liverpool. Saka grabbed a brace in that game. After the game, Liverpool manager spoke. Uh, Jürgen Klopp, he shared his thoughts after the game. Very disappointed. I think around all three goals, we made decisive mistakes, like the first goal too early in our situation um, is obviously not what you need to, to get a foot in the game. I understand it a little bit because it's a situation where we, we pass the ball forward, lose it and have a chance to win it back. Diogo nearly blocks the ball. If he can block the ball then I think we go the other way. They can't block the ball, but first place through our lines and then we have to interrupt the game. But then yeah, the boys are convinced and let's score a goal. But we didn't we conceded one on the other end, and that's now, um, of course, not. Yeah, like after the worst possible start, now we had the worst possible end of the first half. Going in half time, yeah, we have additional problems. Lujo, we had to change already before, obviously, something with the knee, not good. You heard Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp speaking there. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta was asked if his team are real title contenders. He says his team needs to remain humble. Doing what we do every single day and understanding that um, hopefully that they believe more and they have more confidence that we can play and compete at this level and then win, which is the most important thing, and, uh, and stay humble and tomorrow be ready for the training session and other things that we have to get better. But all this is with this enthusiasm and, and empathy between them to, to try to, to be a better team, to believe that we can play at that level only when we go at that rhythm and we play with the courage that we played the second half. And, uh, and go step by step. I think on the day we play at our best, we have a chance. But after winning a football match is uh, dictated by a lot of things that you have to control and actually they have to do in the pitch and that's a different story. Mikel Arteta is Arsenal manager elsewhere. Cristiano Ronaldo scored his 700th club career goal as Manchester United beat Everton by two goals to one. Man United manager Eric Ten Hag was full of praise for the Portuguese superstar after the game. That is really impressive when you score 700 goals. Uh, that is uh, 
was a huge performance and I'm really happy for him. Congratulate him. So and I'm also happy uh, that he this is first goal this season. Uh, he uh, had to wait for it uh, in the Premier League and so and I'm sure there will come in more goals. Uh, I think it, every player needs it. Uh, even when you are the best of the world, uh, you need it. Uh, you, you, yeah, you need the goals. And uh, I worked with many t- goal scorers, especially them. They needed the goals uh, in every season uh, to, to have that feeling, to have that, uh, uh, say, the confirmation of the intuition. Uh, once they have some goals, uh, then they come in in a, in a flow. Then uh, games go easier. And, and that will happen uh, with him as well. Eric Ten Hag is Manchester United manager. Moving on in Rana Mutus Ghana Limited, they have rewarded some loyal customers with tickets to watch the Black Stars at the Qatar 2022 World Cup. The five lucky winners were individuals who purchased Kia vehicles in the month of September and were taken through a draw supervised by the NLA. Now, the chief operating officer of Rana Motors, Kasim Odemat, uh, believes the initiative is a way of showing support to the senior national team. For us as Ghanaians, it is an honor for us to uh, to be to be doing activities around the World Cup because the Black Stars are going to uh, to play in, in in Qatar this uh, in this World Cup, and we we hope that uh, the Black Stars will will do very well. Uh, second of all, uh, for us, that's the that's one of the ways of us saying thank you to our customers for their patronage to our brand and. Uh, since Kia is a World Cup sponsor, we said all the ingredients are, are, are there, so let's go ahead and do this activity. And the most important thing is to say in our way thank you to our customers. Kasim Odimat is the Chief Operating Officer of Rana Motors, bringing an end to kick off here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. For more sports news, visit citysportsonline.com. Kickoff was brought to you by Lachelle. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Looking for someone to take your sorrow all away. 
one to hold you tight and say, everything's gonna be okay. Kai Sampara will pray you now. One man in one hour, there we are. And yet, the night's over, try. Hold on to your faith. There will be a brighter day. Brighter day. Brighter day. One man in Puma, possessing for black hole. There will be a brighter day. Right today, right today, you're listening to the City Breakfast Show. Send us a message on 0549-986-996. Monday the 10th of October, 2022. Few birthday messages coming in. This one says a very happy birthday to the virtuoso Raphael Saki from Apioko Kaile Selassie, Mami, for I know your past and current music and find out students. This one says, please help me wish my wife, Mrs. Millicent Adra Akola Chekumi of UMB a glorious birthday. That's from her husband and Etonam. And Barnabas of the Kwesimin Sim GRA office is wishing himself a happy birthday. He says, may my new year bring me joy and happiness and the will of God should be done in my life. A few more birthdays coming in. This one says, I'd like to wish my wife Gifty a lovely birthday. Dede and myself wish her long and um, prosperous life full of joy. That's coming from Steven in Pantine. Bernard Kumi says, uh, Okay, I think I've read that already. Um, Happy birthday to my daddy, Apostle Francis Dela Kuto Glove, Royal Majesty World Chapel in Chibosh uh, International in Mamubi. You are a blessing to this generation that's coming from Shadrach Adoli. Brighter day, on the Mikuma, 
It's still the breakfast show, the city breakfast show. Now, do you care about your engine? Whatever you drive, whatever the conditions, we have the right motor oil for your vehicle. Now, at the heart of every performing and long-lasting engine, there is a Shell motor oil. You can visit any of Shell stations and choose from their wide range of products and enjoy the benefits of additional checks on your vehicle for free. Shell lubricants designed for ultimate engine performance. When was the last time you washed your hands? Did you know that hand washing with soap was one of the most effective ways for people, wherever they are, to keep themselves and loved ones safe from infection? Stay clean, stay safe. Always remember to wash your hands with soap and running water to stay healthy. Keep your hands clean. This message is brought to you by Water Raid Ghana. Now, have you heard of the Africa Industrial Auto Trade? Africa Industrial Trade Show happening this November. It's a trade promotion platform for indigenous and international companies across multi-sectorial light and heavy industries. Now, the event presents an opportunity for you to participate alongside multinational exhibitors to market your brand and network with over 1,000 potential working clients, investors and entrepreneurs. Now, the Africa Industrial Trade Show will take place at the Tema Free Zones Enclave on the 2nd and 3rd of November this year from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. each day. Visit AITS.events to register for the event or reserve a booth. Call 055-2040-000 for more. And some institutions touch lives and leave a lasting impression and are never forgotten. GCB, your biggest bank in Ghana, is rewarding customers who activate their inactive accounts this season. Now, from now to the end of October 2022, GCB is inviting all customers whose accounts have been inactive for over two years to activate their accounts and get exciting rewards. Go on and activate your account with any amount at any GCB bank branch nationwide. You can also activate your account on our online platforms and enjoy the GCB experience. If you Activate with 100 Ghana CDs or more, you'll also get a 50 Ghana CDs reward at the end of the month. Contact customer service on 0302 681 531 or toll free 0800 422 422. GCB Bank PLC, your bank for life. 
And have you registered your surfline numbers yet? In line with National Communication Authority's directive to get all SIM cards re-registered, Surfline has demarcated special registration points close to your community to help you register your MiFi's and routers. You can also visit any Surfline shop near you to register with your Ghana card. Remember, no registration, no service. Register your Surfline numbers today to avoid disconnection. Surfline, better together. And with the all-new Ghana Pay Mobile Money Service, you can send and receive money at zero transaction fees, pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer money to and from your bank accounts, and do so much more your way. Register for Ghana Pay by downloading the Ghana Pay app from the Play Store or App Store. You can also dial star 707 hash and visit any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay transaction, be free. You only pay the e-levy. Ghana Pay, your money, your way. This is a Gips and Ghana Association of Banks collaboration. A few more birthdays coming in. I yeah. want to wish a very, very happy birthday to our colleagues Chantel and yeah. Samson. Yeah, yeah, birthday. Yeah, Samson yeah, yeah. And Mombasi and yes. Samson Charlie. Samson. Charlie Bigayo. Charlie. <laughs> Samson, Samson, Mr. Shatter Movement. He's also a big Manchester United fan. Yep. Um, happy birthday, Samson. Happy birthday to Chantel. Yep. The smooth voice you hear on Sundays, playing you some nice, cool, jazzy tunes. <laughs> yeah. And of course, on Traffic Avenue Traffic as well. Avenue, yes. So happy birthday, Chantel. Happy birthday, happy birthday Samson. Dear yes. And I'd like to say a happy birthday to um, Bishop. Uh, Celasia Genasari of Perez Dome. Oh. Happy birthday. Yesterday was so it's belated actually. Okay. So belated happy birthday to you, uh, Bishop Selassie. Uh, from myself, from Gina, from all your friends. We wish you the very, very best. He's a, he's a big man. And mm. he's a great he's a great support system. He's a great support system. Somebody nice. you can bounce things off and, mm. and you give you a very interesting perspective. That's great. So so for happy, happy uh, belated happy birthday to you. But over the weekend, and I'm sure uh, this matter is in uh, is in the trends, is in the, the social media trends. Um, so the police have announced the arrest of um, uh, I don't know whether to call it self-styled. I don't know, but uh, Patricia Siedua, she's in the grips of the police, and probably uh, Nana Agrada, you know, she's in the grips of the police. What did she do? Well, the police are alleging, or the police are saying she was allegedly involved in a money doubling scam. Now, over the weekend, some videos popped up of members who were wailing, crying, screaming, all of those things, saying that they had, you know, gone to this woman's church, it turns out, having way church in wager to um, uh, double... Uh, their money as it turned out she said she was going to double their money she didn't do so and the, that didn't happen the, the people got upset and uh, they've reported to the police and the police in a statement say quote anyone who is a victim of the alleged money doubling scam should report to the Accra regional police command for further action end quote the members also say nanagrada took money from them with the promise of doubling it but that didn't happen so the police is dealing with with that one the said money doubling thing. But I think it really raises a, another question mm. of religious entities, religious leaders, mm. their conduct, what they should do, 
what they shouldn't do, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Because every now and again, that conversation pops up about the kind of leeway and latitude mm-hmm. some religious leaders allegedly have mm-hmm. and what they do and how these stories end up. So today it is money doubling, at another time it is this, another time it is that. Yeah. Like I said, for me, uh, we won't even talk about... Look, the police is dealing with the aspect they feel is criminal. Mm-hmm. So they'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm even more concerned about how and why these things happen. Because you expect religious leaders to do what they do. If nothing fails, the religious leaders are the ones who are supposed to be like the moral compass. Mm. To guide all of us. To caution all mm. of us. To support all of us. You. And to show us the light. Whatever mm. the light is. But to show us the way to go. Hmm. Because essentially religion, whatever religious book you read or follow, whatever religion you follow, essentially the end goal is to ensure that you are a better human being. You find whatever salvation it is and you are better off than when you, than before you started. Hmm. But, like I said, every now and again we come back to this point as to the kind of conduct religious bodies or religious leaders exhibit. You know, the kind of conduct they exhibit. Why are they doing this? Why have these things happened? Why? What exactly is going on? What exactly is going on? And why is it that a religious leader is in the ground? I'm not saying they are not above the law. No. But really, (laughs) think about it. Well, let's, maybe let's, let's, let's deal with this in two parts. Let's start with the people first, us, the populace. Then we'll deal with the entity, the church, right? Mm -hmm. And that question of regulation. But, Let's start with people first. What are people looking for in a church? Or in, I wouldn't even say church, in religion. In religion, yes. Right, let's put it across board. What are they looking for from the religion that they belong to, from the religious entity they patronize, from the leader of that particular religion, or, you know, or denomination of religion? What are people looking for? Now, in this instance we know that there's been some money involved. Um, people obviously gave money to this person because they had an expectation um, from a promise that was given, right? Mm-hmm. Um, should we call it transactional? So you are told, okay, give me your money and I'll double it within this amount of time. So you give the money, you expect to get it in return, you don't get it. So as you're saying, police are pursuing it because of that aspect of it. But what initially would push someone to do that? What you know? At what point do we say this is faith or blind faith? At what point do we say it's greed? At what point do we say it's stupidity? At what point do we say somebody was taken advantage of because they're vulnerable? Is that also an aspect of it? Um, but still, the question remains. If someone is moved to give their hard-earned money that they've sweated for, to somebody for the promise of an unrealistic return, what can we question about that? Because it speaks to a deeper issue, the fact that someone would actually go and do that. Because mm-hmm. uh, we yeah, the understand? Not, it's, it's not going to be easy, I don't think, for any of us sitting here or standing here to take our hard-earned money to give to someone who, <laughs> who's, who has questionable credentials in religion or otherwise. Questionable when credentials. Somebody, somebody's promises i'm gonna double this money for you me it won't happen but obviously a lot of people did 
Yes. Yeah, and I've seen the videos of people cr- wailing, crying. Do you understand? Um, it, it, think about it. It's caught the attention the, of the police. Uh, honestly, I, w- I wish we could speak to some of these people to, to really understand what they're looking for from this particular religious entity and self-styled pastor or what in, in she's calling case, herself in this in case, this case okay. what they're looking for and and people in general when you patronize or the whatever religion you belong to what is it that you're looking for what do you expect from your religion what do you expect from your church your mosque your synagogue your you know your temple wherever wherever it is that you worship what are your expectations what do you think that entity or that religion is supposed to do for you What's the basis of you being a member or a part of that religion? Just just to understand what people want from their churches, pastors, mm. mosques. You yeah. know, do you understand? Like, do you expect that you're supposed to get some kind of monetary satisfaction? Do you expect that you're supposed to get some kind of miraculous blessing? You know, and do you expect that you have to give something to get something from your religion? Do you, do you, is it transactional for you? I, I just want to understand what people what people feel or think about what religion is supposed to do from for them, mm. and whether or not they think you have to give or pay some kind of money to get something out of that. Do you understand? Like our religious behavior. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. So you want to understand one why the the kind of mindset people have yes. when they go to church or wherever it is they go, to and especially when they give money. When they give money, what are they expecting? What are they expecting? Yes. Or what do they think that money is for? Why are they giving the money? Yes. And what do they want in return? Mm. I, like I said, I, I look, I, I watched some of the videos. I found them quite interesting. But the point is, when all the giggling and everything goes away, you, that's the question I also ask. What is it that people are looking for? Clearly, if you ask me, all of this points to probably a lot of people trying to find relief to whatever it is they are going through. And they believe the source of that relief is their religion. Yes, they believe okay. that re- religion will give them that reprieve. That Especially relief. if they give some money. And so, you see, in the pursuit of that, they probably think that if I give, I'll get what it is I'm, I'm looking Especially for. Especially if the religious leader tells them that if you give, you will get this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that's because we've heard that not just from this particular instance. We hear it a lot, and you know, some some might ridicule this particular church even more because they see it as maybe some uh, you know this yeah. a, a baby church which is a bit questionable to begin with but let's be honest there are more established religious entities that make similar promises they may not they may not do it in the same style that this particular person did but we've heard it before where they say give this amount of money and in 24 hours you'll get this or you know give this particular amount of money you're looking for this blessing mm-hmm. will come and sow a seed you want this, you need to sow a seed for it. So it becomes, uh, you've got to give something to get something. Do you understand? It becomes mm-hmm. that kind of transactional relationship between mm. you and your religious body. So I'm just curious, if people do believe that when I, if my, my, my religious leader tells me to give them some money and I'm going to get something for it, whether it's doubled money or some kind of miracle or some kind of blessing, is that a big part of why you, you would, would you, you know, go through with that? I like I said I don't know, but but we have somebody who might know. Do we now? Yes, um, uh, <laughs> Reverend Molly, check out. I said, Reverend Molly, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. We, when, when we have Reverend here, it's usually terms of oh, we are going to do prayer in May, <laughs> yes. or we are going to. But today we just started to seek his 
his perspective. Okay. Because he is a man of God. He is. Seek his perspective and try to understand probably why this may happen. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe from his perspective he can explain to us. I mean, okay. l- listen, you can also send us your thoughts on 0549-986-996. It's not necess- we are not necessarily discussing whatever happened with Nana Agrada and her church. But it just opens the door to a bigger conversation about how people view religion and how why people do some of the things they do and what could possibly lead somebody into this situation where now they say they want their money back because they were told to come and double their money and, and whatever. Um okay, initial thoughts on your initial thoughts on all of this. Well religious leaders how they <laughs> conduct themselves and how some of them get in the middle of all of the money doubling this, that and the place of money in in belief, faith and, mm-hmm. and just general religious conduct. That's a loaded question. <laughs> but let me start from uh, from this point. Um, like you said, I think this this presents an opportunity for us to look at it in a in a broader perspective. Um, so first, I want to look at the greed of people. That people, the greed of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, wow. it's greed. People do not want to really work hard. People expect things to happen all of a sudden for them and so when they are promised certain things and faith is attached to it they fall for it so that's that's the first level the second point is the issue about the church and i believe that it is about time christians and all of us as christians mm-hmm. pastors churchgoers um, believers we we do an introspection on this thing we call prosperity and how it is preached in the church today that our preaching of prosperity has made the whole thing look so transactional our relationship with god has become very transactional that money now becomes the center of attraction for many people many believers Going to church. Mm. If you ask, if you do, I'm sure if we did a survey of why people even give in church, the reason will be that I'm giving so that God will give me back or God will bless me. And that's why, like what we said, we have pastors telling people that give a thousand dollars or thousand CDs and you will get a thousand increase, something, something. Mm -hmm. Somebody can quote Psalm 91 and tell you that give 91 CDs or 910 CDs or 9,100 CDs for the blessings in Psalm 91. Give 24 CDs, 240 CDs, 2,400 CDs for a 24-hour miracle. It is because we have come, the, the church and the preaching of prosperity has now conditioned the Christian to believe that for us to enjoy of the blessing of God, it is transactional. Mm-hmm. We have set the grace of God aside. We set the mercy of God aside. And all we want from God is that I am bringing you money so that you can, you will bless me. But that is not the essence of giving in the church of God. Really it's not? Yes. If you read the scriptures, we give out of love. We give because we appreciate God. We appreciate His goodness in our lives. We give as a form of worship to God. It is not transactional. There's no way your money can cause God to do anything for you. 
when you give God looks, listen, when you read Isaiah, they, they came with sacrifices. He said, no, that's, that's not what I'm looking for. Your, what God is looking for is your heart. So God mm. is more concerned about the heart you use in giving than even the money you are bringing to him. But we've set all these things aside. In the name of prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. And we add faith to it. And then we've conditioned. It is a conditioning. Nathan, the average believer today mm -hmm. thinks that for him to be blessed by God. No, it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how lazy he is. It doesn't matter how corrupt he or she is. It doesn't matter how evil he or she is to his neighbor. As long as I can go and we call it sowing. Sow that money on the altar. I will receive the blessings of God. And so, after giving, we also scheme and do all kinds of things in order to confirm that which we have we have gone to do. And mm. so, it's a conditioning we must get ourselves out of and tell ourselves that it, when it comes to our giving to God, we give in worship, we give to honor Him, mm -hmm. we give to show gratitude to Him. Mm. And and Paul tells us that it must not be by compulsion. And sometimes you go to church and the pastors will force you. They, some are even threatened. <laughs> threatened to give. That if you don't give, this will happen to you. Watch our prophetic services. Somebody will say, I see this about you. I see that it is coming from your mother's side or your father's side. As they put it. And they will tell you that for, for you to experience your deliverance, God says that. Pay this amount of money. Then what is the essence of the death of Jesus on the cross? Then why did Jesus die on the cross? Hmm. You see, so we've made this whole Christianity so tran transactional. We are, we are forcing people to do things. And so it is very easy for somebody who used to do Sikagari in the traditional priest, as a traditional priest, yes. to look at pastors and see, oh, you are criticizing me for, do, for being a, a, a traditional priest. Okay, now I'm born again. Now I am a pastor. I'm going to do the same thing these guys are doing. And let's be, let's be honest. What is the difference between what she did and what other pastors do? Come and buy oil. If you buy this, this will happen to you. If you sow this money, this is what... It, we need to, as Christians, begin to tell people, tell the church, tell believers why we must give. Mm. And it is in honor of God and not transactional. But, 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 but Reverend, what about those who say that, see, it, it's all well and good. Yes. But what about people who say that, I want God to do this for me. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I am... I'm, I'm sacrificing X, Y, Z to God. That okay, God, I want you to do this for me. So this is my sacrifice. This is this is what I'm doing so that you it will trigger your hand to work in my life. Okay. Two two things. If you based on your relationship with God mm -hmm. and how you have seen God work in your life, yes. decide that you want to give to God. Nobody is holding you from that. The scripture encourages us to do that. But I'm talking from the point where it is forced on people. And it is made to look like until you do that, God will not do anything for you. That is where the problem is. That's where the problem is. Mm -hmm. But if you, based on your relationship with God, out of a loving relationship, mm -hmm. you want to give bountifully. 
cheerfully as, as Paul puts mm-hmm. it. It's between you and God, and God honors that. But when you are forced and made to think that without that, you will not, not get your miracle. Yes, and many people, many Christians, many church people have this mindset, and so it is very easy. It is very easy to walk into a church and just say something that sounds spiritual and ask people to come and give and see people running to the altar and give. Mm. So listen to the city breakfast. We'll try and wrap up this conversation. Or we'll, we'll get into it more. This is very interesting. But up next is tech and social media trends. And the segment is brought to us by... By our friends at Cal Bank. Now, with Cal's Asset Advantage and Benefit Unit Trusts, you get the chance to put money away towards life's unplanned emergencies, such as temporary loss of job, family emergencies, or even towards your retirement. For more information, go to calassetmanagement.net or call 0574-769-204. Cal Asset Management, wealth creation made easy. It's also brought to you by Vodafone. You can send money for free. You can buy data, airtime, pay bills, and do more on the My Vodafone app and My Vodafone web. For customer support, you can say hello to Toby on WhatsApp 050 Okay, So dial that number and talk to Toby. You can also tweet at Ask Vodafone GH. Vodafone, further together. Mr. Cranting is back. And he has <laughs> he has the juice from the trends. <laughs> you seem very excited. <laughs> what do I this whole Nana Agrada Mama party. Oh, you are happy. No, no, it's not like I'm happy. Here. Nobody's happy. No, no, I'm not I'm not happy. But you see what excites me, and the guys in the newsroom will tell you mm-hmm. that the funny videos in the church that uh, this excites me really when they break out into song and, and then they sing hey maba hey maba <laughs> Jale, i just love it this is what i don't understand how do you take this seriously i love it when they how do you take Jale, this seriously Jale, i love it money to pay? like how you see i love it when <laughs> they get into the song part mm. you know that's a look i know a few saturdays ago i sat down like for like one hour, I was watching Reverend Obofo. Okay. I was waiting for the song part, and they didn't fail me. So for you, it's, it's good entertainment. They break out into Shatawali, and the bandsmen are so good. <laughs> they are so good. <laughs> <laughs> After one line, one, and the they, are, they know. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Banana Agrada obviously is in the drinks. She has turned herself into two odds, two odds. You should double your money. If you bring it, then she'll double your money for you. Mm. The thing that we are all doing on bet with you want to go to Nana Agrada feel free. <laughs> two odds. Mm, two odds, two odds. So one CD for two CD. Hundred Ghana for two hundred. Sana Yoko. Now there's this uh, letter that is uh, trending on, on Twitter. Um, it's a young boy, an 11-year-old boy. His name is uh, Kelvin Inshira Anson. He's written a letter to the president. Basically, he tells him that this guy I'm sitting, the president should stop. Because he has seen our river, uh, our river uh, bodies, mm-hmm. water bodies. And it's looking like tea hmm. <laughs> and chocolate. <laughs> oh, wow. It's serious. It's really bad. He says he begs the president to send the police and the soldiers. Because his teacher told him that water is colorless. But when he saw the water, <laughs> no, it looks like tea. Hmm. So is the teacher lying or is Akufuado who is lying? Who is lying to him? Hmm. Say we beg. This girl I'm sitting. We beg you. We can't be importing water. It's already difficult as it stands. I beg you. We to have taken Kelvin's side. Mm-hmm. President, we beg. Cassias! Ike, Cassias and Carlos Puyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They chop hot over the weekend. They are very hot. I Me, mean, the thing is funny. 
Casillas going to tweet mm-hmm. that he hopes that we respect him. Mm-hmm. I am gay. Yes. So we all came to reply and said it is time to tell our stories with lovey emoji then a few moments later Puyol deleted his tweet and then the Spanish press were saying that oh no it was a dig at the Spanish press for always constantly linking him to different women then the LGBTQI community came they said ah so you are using us to joke (laughs) then Casillas came back and said oh no it's not like that. Yes. My account was Quenta hacked. Uh-huh. My account was hacked. But all that time, Puyo's own was still there. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, we are not sure if Puyo was joking with Casillas. If Puyo was also gay or Puyo was also hacked. That's the one we don't know. Well, you can't clear the air for us. It's a mystery. Then. It's a mystery. Mm. Let's come and clear the air because Casillas he has cleared his name. Ah. Mm. So now it's Puyo. Uh-huh. Now you two come and clear your name. Mm-hmm. Quick. Oh, Cristiano! <laughs> Cristiano! <laughs> you see? Finally, 700 happened. You yes. see? Yes. Faith, eh? Faith. Mm-hmm. It's when you know something, mm-hmm. when you know somebody, mm-hmm. and the tide is turning, when things are passing. You don't you seek. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't seek. I knew it would happen. Oh! S- ah, some clubs don't have 700 goals in their history. Yes, there are some clubs who have even scored Premier League seven hundred Premier League goals since they came to Premier League. One man, only one, one man. Day. Day. His name is Cristiano. <laughs> seven hundred club career goals. Only club. Later, let me put things into context. They say Ellen Haaland will have to score forty three goals every season until to, he's thirty eight to get there. This year, can tell you that Ronaldo is not a good. You are not serious. Thank your God. That you are alive to witness. to witness the greatness of Cristiano Ronaldo. But there was something spell when Ronaldo was doing 30, minimum 30, 30, 30. It doesn't know when he was in Spain. Oh, it wasn't 30. In Spain, was it not 35? Oh, 30 minimum 45, 52, 60. Oh, but the 30 is for Saladems. <laughs> Saladems, they are the ones who do 30 and they shout plenty. The good level is 40 and above, 45 and above. Then we move. Ah, Cristiano. Only one Monday. His name and this was Cristiano. not 24 hour miracle he had to go and pay for. No, 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 no. He worked hard to achieve yes. this. Let's just make that clear. Yo. What a man. What, what else is in the trends? Arsenal are supposed to be in the trends. Oh, yeah, in fact, we are in the trends. Not trendy. supposed to be. Back we on are. top of the Premier League yeah. thing. Thank Back you. again. But you see, I don't like what Arteta is doing. Why don't you, you like do? what I'm doing? He's doing that thing was doing. You're on top. Yeah. They yeah. only ask yeah. you. I'm not saying, let's be humble. Let's be humble. you are tied to contenders. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. You're on top of the Premier League after 10 game weeks. You've won you every single doing. game except one. You see what he's doing. Ah, are you not on top of the Premier League? Ah, but, ah, but why Premier are you putting pressure on him to talk about title contender? Why? Ah, but the season just started. Season. Relax. The, the team at the bottom of the table and the relegation contender. They are relegation So the team on top of the table and the title contender. They are title contender. You're on top, you say you don't like it. Man City, they are somebody saying they are title contender. They are second, they are title contender. Nobody even asked Klopp anything. See where he is. He said our title race over. Who told you I'm in the title race? Who told you I'm in the title race? Our <laughs> second social media trends brought to us by Carl Bank and Vodafone. 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. The City Breakfast Show. But a nourished new season is here. Malta Guinness invites you to watch and support the goodness in women's football with the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League. Follow every pass, tackle, and goal as our ladies and um, add some style to fuel your passion for football. Follow the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League on our social handles. Hashtag Malta Guinness WPL and watch the matches live on Max TV Weekly. Special mineral water, 500 Ghana. Now, Rich Choco, your favorite cocoa beverage made from the finest Ghanaian cocoa is back with the National Essay Competition. A total of 100,000 CDs in cash prizes is up for grabs to all junior high and upper primary pupils. Now, to participate, write an essay describing five things you would like to see to help improve access to basic education in Ghana. Essays must be handwritten and not less than 750 words for junior high pupils and 600 words for upper primary pupils. Submit your essay together with empty packs of either Richoco 1kg or 500 gram or five packs of Richoco 20 gram and com- complete contact information to selected vantage points across the country. Deadline for submission of entries is 19th November 2022. Visit the Cadbury Richoco Facebook and Instagram pages for more details. Remember, T's and C's apply. 
And over the last 20 years, Ashesi has been educating ethical entrepreneurial leaders through high-impact experiential education. The university is now recognized as one of Africa's best with a bold vision to raise the bar for higher education on the continent. Ashesi graduates are considered among the world's best and receive job offers, start businesses, or graduate school within six months of graduation. As Ashesi celebrates 20 years of impact and excellence, learn more about the university at ashesi.edu.gh. Ashesi University, 20 years of educating ethical and entrepreneurial leaders in Africa. Remember, admissions are ongoing. And people are always searching for convenience. And with Pokua, the virtual assistant from Star Assurance, you get just that. She gives you the ability to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time. She responds quickly and effectively to all of your specific needs. Chat with Pokua today on WhatsApp 0242-436-160 or dial the short code star 713 star 222 hash and enjoy smooth and quick service. Star Assurance, your solid partner. And recruiting the right candidates is crucial for every business. You need a service provider with the right mix of quality talent and matching capability. Jobberman Ghana is that service provider. And to make sure you get extra value with our service, we are offering you the chance to get three job ads for the price of two. That's right. You can advertise for three roles and pay for just two of them. It's a limited time offer. Join thousands of Ghanaian employers who have successfully used Jobberman Ghana to recruit high quality employees. For more information, call 0542 904650 or go to gh Anointing oil, thousand gallon. Special mineral water, five hundred gallon. So those of us with two cities, when will God bless us? Oh, eight twenty. 0549-986-996 That's the text and WhatsApp message This is still the City Breakfast Show We are talking religion Talking about the followers And those in charge are, are they handling themselves well? Why are we getting stories and stories Of, of, such, a, of such things Money doubling We are asking are, are religious leaders doing the right thing? Why is money now very paramount in the way the church operates not the running of the church no but the, just the general day-to-day interaction but I wonder if Christ church services church meetings why is it that money is now a key part has the religion or has Christianity let me put it this way has it become transactional because you are hearing people go to church they hear come and double your money come and triple your money and people are running to go and do it consultation fee all right so um as we're on this topic i want to go back to 2020 this is around yes july 2020 this was covid time this was this was covid time actually and maoli you're still here so we can we can get into the regulation discussion right so the ghana charismatic bishops conference issued a statement back then now they were troubled by some things that were being said Mm -hmm. right about charismatic churches and this is what they said in this statement i'm going to read it for us okay legislation to regulate churches that's the headline Over the last few days, and again, remember, this was July 2020. Over the last few days, we, the Ghana Charismatic Bishops Conference, have noted with concern the discussions suggesting the introduction of legislation to control self-styled pastors and churches. 
Members of Parliament have proposed coming up with a law that allows the state to clamp down on abuse of congregants by the so-called men of God. We, the Ghana Charismatic Bishops Conference, would like to state that we do not support any idea of legislating or controlling beliefs, faiths, or religious beliefs of our citizens. Our position on this discussion is informed by the following. The government cannot legislate to regulate a person's Christian belief. It will be a glaring bias against the Christian faith and Christian churches for pastors, prophets, or churches to be picked out for any such legislation. All who propose such things must know that it would only be logical that such proposals should immediately include legislating how all other faiths in the country must be practiced. This legislation would logically extend to include how Muslims, traditional healers, fetish priests, and any other faiths are being practiced in the country. Ghanaians, we suggest, should be allowed and encouraged to use their good judgment when they patronize churches and prophets. It must be acknowledged that Ghanaians are patronizing churches and prophets for solutions to the myriad problems in our nation today. The problems Ghanaians live with are in many cases not being solved in any practical manner by the authorities. When people are left with no hope, they turn to their prophets and to their God for salvation, for what should and could have been solved by national authorities. Churches and prophets who rise up in Ghana may be despised today, but may grow up to become national institutions tomorrow. In recent years, we've seen some despised churches, in quotes, rise up and become the center of Christianity in the country and on the continent. They also go on to quote PNDC Law 221. It was promulgated to such ends with a mind to regulate the proliferation of churches. Under PNDC Law 221, every church was to produce a list of 500 members. Otherwise, it would not be allowed to operate because it was considered too small to be genuine. Such a law, which did not succeed against the church, would have wiped out all the known charismatic churches which were just beginning at the time. Indeed, churches which are prominent in Christianity in Ghana today were threatened by such ill-placed legislation. We will encourage Parliament to kindly rather pay attention to the issues that Ghanaians are forced to have solved by prayer. We suggest the Parliament attend to the pressing issues in Ghana, such as, 1. The absence of good roads across the nation and the terrible accidents which occur because of our very poor narrow roads and highways. Legislation about the poor drainage and serious flooding are of great concern to our nation today. 2. The decline of the quality of education in the country. Let us rather legislate about the widespread and perennial leakage of exam papers in the nation that characterize Ghanaian education today. 3. Let us concern ourselves with curbing the epidemic of armed robberies and murder in the country. 4. Government should see to the new hospitals like the Legon Hospital that are unused and deteriorating. Again, this was in 2020 they wrote this. The poor healthcare situation in the public hospitals where patients have to bring in their own private nurses to look after patients. 5. Let us concern ourselves with legislation about the uncompleted and abandoned building and housing projects scattered all over the nation. 6. There are also serious concerns about the spread of slums in Accra and huge rubbish dumps in the city. Laws to regulate the spread of these slums in the city would be most appreciated and then the end. Indeed, any attempt to regulate or determine who and what is acceptable in Christianity or in the church would be considered as a declaration of hostilities between the Church of God in Ghana and the government of Ghana. This we don't think would be helpful for our beloved nation. And they end by saying, may God bless our nation and make us great and strong. Thank you. Very interesting, very, very interesting statement. You, we'll, 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 get to, we'll get to the bit about whether or not you know, there should be regulation. Some some people may may argue that point. By the way, Reverend Shikasa, you were you were uh, making an earlier submission. Maybe you may want to tie it up for us. I, I think you were you were you were laying the groundwork and pointing out a few things in terms of. You oh know. yes, I I I simply believe that um, 
the way we've taught on prosperity mm. over the years. And this has been going on for over 20 years okay. when this whole thing about prosperity gospel came. Yes, God prospers us. God, God takes care of us. But the way we have presented it okay. And, okay. And, and, and the emphasis on how we have presented it, that has become this transactional way of mm. engaging mm. with God mm. in the church. That's that's where the problem. So it's, be, it's how is. the message has been preached yes, and taught. That 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 we must give to honor God, and that has to be said over and over again. And a lot of Christians need to change, have that change of of heart and mindset that our relationship with God, number one, as New Testament believers, is based on His grace. In Romans, He tells us that it is not of Him who wills, of Him who runs, but it is God who shows mercy. It's not about what you will or what, what you want to pursue. If God's mercies do not prevail over your life, then nothing will happen. It's, it's about see. the sovereignty of God. Okay. You see, and, we've, and by preaching this prosperity message, we've gotten believers set aside a very key doctrine of our faith, which has to do with suffering. So today when you go to church, there's nothing preached on suffering and how the believer can handle the seasons of suffering in his or her life. It is all about it's all going to be good for you. And and mm. and it is taking a lot of even young people out of the church because you find out that many think that the moment I become born again, everything all my life will be well. No. There are seasons where you will suffer, where you will go through trying times, where your faith will be tested. When Jesus mm. spoke about the parable of the sower, he, he said that one fell by the wayside, one fell on stony ground, one fell on a rocky, uh, 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 in thorns, and one on a good, on ground. good ground. The one that fell on, on, on the stony ground, he said that when he hears the word, he gets excited, right? And then when persecution arises, guess what causes the persecution? Mm. Because of the word he has okay. heard. The same word he heard causes persecution to arise but because he has no root he will fall he will fall okay. good so the scripture acknowledges the place of persecution the place of suffering but when we suffer god does not leave us alone his grace is available we trust in him we pray that's the essence of prayer that you pray to god for grace and all these things so that in you can your time go through. of suffering you can go through it is not every prayer that you pray that God will say yes to. Sometimes the healing, God will not heal you. You have to go through it by His grace. Paul prayed to God three times. He went to God. He had an infirmity. He went to God three times. God did not heal him. This is Apostle Paul, whose letters we read, whose letters has been used to build the church. Three times he went to God. God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. Not that I will heal you. But my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. So there are times that you will have to go through what you are going through to test your faith, your trust in God. And God will not leave you. He will give you the grace to go through. But we've presented a gospel that looks so good in the eyes of people that they come to church and all they are seeing is that my giving will make me prosperous. And, and even our churches today, we respect people who give more than those who don't give. Those who don't, those based on how 
the, the, the amount of money you have in your pocket, you are giving the front row. You are giving responsibilities. And this has to change. We need to change these things in the church. Else it will go on. These things will go on. And, and pastors must take up the responsibility to correct it. To correct it. That we love people who have money. That Jesus, when Jesus was standing by the offering bowl, if it were some of us pastors today, would have neglected the widow. We would have neglected. She gave the least. But Christ's attention was drawn to her because out of her heart, she gave her all. You understand? But and nobody, Christ did not compel her to give as well. You see? So, this whole transactional gospel is where the problem is. And when Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon, unfortunately, we serve mammon. We go to church because we want breakthroughs. We want money. And when we say breakthrough, what we are really saying money. is money. So money now has become the center of attraction for many Christians. And we need to repent. We need to change. Christians need to change. Pastors need to repent. And we need to have a good perspective, a scriptural perspective when it comes to how we deal with money in the church mm-hmm. and how God prospers mm-hmm. us. Today, when you when you hear prosperity, everything is about money, money. money. money We're not talking about prosperity in terms of loving your neighbor. Prosperity in terms of being kind to one another. But look at Ghana today. Ghana today. The, the corruption that is happening in our country today. Where are the morals of Christians in our nation today? Mm. And these people mm. will take the kickbacks, will take the 10% and still come to church and still give and we still respect them and we honor them. So in other words, we are pushing, we are, we are moving the people who are corrupt higher and higher and leaving the rest behind. And everybody is looking at them and saying, oh, this, I want to be like you. So that me too, tomorrow when, when they call 5,000 CD in the church, I will also get up and go so that I will be honored. We need to change this. We need to change it. And it must come from the church. And I'm speaking as a pastor that there's a problem with the way we teach giving. There's a problem with how we have taught giving over the years. There's a problem with how, with how we've, we've, we've taught on our relationship with God over the years. We need to go back to the SU foundation where, where you are taught the word of God, line upon line. And it is not about the money you have. Where people wanted to serve God, not because of money, but because they understood the faith. They understood the faith. The missionaries who came here, what was the money here for them? They left and came and died and built things for us to inherit. And today, everything, everything is about money, 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 money. The money consciousness of the church is wrong. I'm not the, the gospel will thrive on, on our giving. Don't get me wrong. The gospel will the gospel will thrive. Money the, can make things money happen. Money can make things happen. But it is not, it should not be our focus. Mm. It should not be our focus. And let's allow people to give out of their heart willingly. So that we can see the reality of God's blessings in our lives. So those of us with two CDs. 0549-986-996. That's the text and WhatsApp number. Sending your thoughts and comments. Let's hear from you. Imperial General Assurance is telling its general uh, cherished customers that their headquarters has moved. They are no longer on at the Wafaz Plaza on the Ring Road. They've gone to Laboni these days. They're on the number 10 First Nola Street. You can call them on 0577-667-43628.
or visit imperialgeneral.com. Imperial General Assurance Solid Protection. Life. Up next is Your Money. Your Money is brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Koki has the tip for us uh, today, Monday, October 10. Please, the whole show is a tip. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> Protect your hard-earned purse, okay? Like, I, I, I mean, it's obvious, people. Um, you work hard to earn your money. Be smart about how you spend it and who you give it to. Mm. In this day and age, nothing is guaranteed. You understand? It, it, it doesn't take much... For financial ruin to visit your door Or financial issues to visit your door And the last thing you want Is to make the mistake Of handing over your money To a person or an entity Who's just going to squander it Or make you look foolish at the end of the day Excuse my language But mm. I just I just think you know, Be smart about where you put your money Who you give your money to We know that the sector is regulated As far as the financial sector We know there have been problems in the sector in the past That is why we had a clean up but still, before you put your money anywhere, do a bit of research. You know, examine who or where you're, you're putting your money. Don't just give it to anybody. And please, don't believe anybody who says they can double your money for you overnight. It's never true. Mm. Ever, ever, anywhere. Ever, ever, ever. Never. <laughs> never, right. ever, ever, ever. How's your money? Your money is brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Confused, was that church or gimpa? For things are not the same anymore. Crystal sweet, say things are not the same anymore. 
Christos mi hay en sentido. Of the day three, the target for the next harvest. For how else can we buy the preacher's dream car? Yet in the same church we've got Mr. Bwachi, who can't even afford a three square meal. Things are not the same anymore. 839. Sheep is being slain for the shepherd. Oh. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Sending your thoughts and comments on 0549-986-996. Some messages have come. A lot of messages, actually. Uh, Keller, please help us go through a, a good number of them. Okay, Nathan. Good morning. I am Ni of Kwashiman. Those who fall victim to this money doubling should also be arrested. Nathan. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Nathan, the angle you took this Nana Grada issue on is wrong. How will you call her a religious leader? Is that woman a religious leader? She's a criminal and the church she's only using the church only provided an avenue for her to perform enterprise based on ignorance, the ignorance of the populace. This is Pastor David from Sowito. Okay. Good morning, Nathan. I can't just imagine how some people will stoop so low. I mean how on earth will this current economy in this how on earth would you give your hard-earned money to Agrada in this current economy? I can't but think of this current Because Jones people want financial relief. That's, right. that's what I've been thinking about. Relief. I'll come to that when I have some time. The swiftness with which Nana Agrada, uh, Mama Pat, was arrested couldn't... Uh, couldn't seem be couldn't seem have been done to okay. <laughs> He's talking about a conta, a certain Akunta, Eugene. Okay. Hi City. The prosperity message was the backbone of most of our charismatic churches since day one. We copied it from pastors on T B and mm. Abraham from I see. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay, this texter is asking some questions mm-hmm. and he's saying okay, if you, a regulator like okay. Christian Council is doing what it is expected of them, not only poking their nose in political issues alone, all these scammers pretending to be God sent will have no space in Okay, but Caleb, no. L- look at the first part of the message. It says, in fact, some mega church pastors appeal to corporate church members while Agrada appeals to certain locals. But they are all doing the same thing. Why is offering at church no more free will, but a target is given just for the selfish interest of that so-called mega church man of God or self-styled messengers of God? Mm. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Good morning, Nathan. I think no Christian worth his salt will fall victim to any transactional scam. Seed sowing is different from money doubling. When we sow seeds, we expect increase from God and not from a pastor or whoever it it may be. We are losing the essence of Christianity. Frederick said that. It's serious, really serious how this fetish woman got ordained as a pastor. Is is there any regulatory body that regulates things like this? We have so many self-called pastors. God have mercy. Jesse Saki from Kole Gona. Hello, City. I am David from Medina. What's the difference between uh, Grada and some... He mentions his pastor in his church. He says they are always taking money from us in the name of God in heaven will give us back in double foods. And when you complain about it, they tell you they didn't force you. Every human being on this planet Earth has an amount of greediness in them. Hence the reason why greed in them. 
amount of greed in them, thanks. Hence the reason why authorities are set up to put the exploiter in check. Okay. Good morning. I think this boils down to greed and easy money. Christ never promised wealth and prosperity. It was eternal life in God. Anything else is false doctrine. Robbie from Delta Services. Good morning, Nathan and team. Nana Grada was a ticking time bump, and we all knew this, and so this should not be a surprise to any of us. Our leaders have been to Rwanda a million times. Haven't they learned how to protect citizens from these things? Kojo Mauli from Asante Mampong. Nathan, good morning. This woman isn't a religious leader. She's just a scammer. I wish we wouldn't I wish we wouldn't link this. link this to religion and Christianity and cast down on the hard-earned goodwill of churches. Moving forward, there should be some regulation of the new churches cropping up. The bottom line is that we as a people are just greedy. We always want shortcuts. From Engineer Desmond from All Nations University, Kofarija. Good morning, Nathan and crew. This issue of Nana Agada is over the roof. We all knew what this woman was doing in the traditional sense when she was duping people. All of a sudden, she just opened a church and the same ignorant people are following her. Meanwhile, there are laws in Ghana regulating these Ponzi schemes going on in churches. This saddens my heart. You didn't add your name. Nathan and co. This happens in all our churches, well, I can't say same for mine, all the times. Agada only lacks tact and skill in raising funds and use the wrong strategy. <laughs> Benjamin from a shaman, okay. Good morning, Nathan. This thing has nothing to do with religion. Ghanaians have been scammed all over our lives. Politicians, scammers, business people, scammers, chiefs, scammers, even land guards, scammers. Number one did use really, uh, didn't use religion. MPs who promise and never deliver do not use religion. It's all about opportunities to scam. Use your radio station to announce money doubling and see how, <laughs> and see who will wow. appear. Ghanaians are just gullible. Or we are thieves. I don't think we are part of the people you have to go. I get your point. We have no morals. David McMens. What is this? West Reach Tuba. Tuba. Okay. Good morning, CTCBS. Any person who falls for paying for a miracle in 24 hours is antiques. Both are the same with different clothes. In my church, we give to support God's work and support ourselves as a congregation when anyone is in need and we do it. Uh, we don't ask anyone what and we do, do it. it ask, ask anyone who's okay. familiar with the church of churches of Christ contest okay Emmanuel from Kaswa thank you wow Reverend Chikata thanks so much you have really made these clear and better Eric Lim from Nungwa the religion Christianity has become a joke what this lady no no <laughs> okay what Agrada did is not new to Christianity we actually learned the rudiments of all these pastors we have in this country were we not in this country when the well-known church leader rated blessings of God that you will receive to the amount of money that you give? Uh, God bless you, Reverend, for speaking the truth. God is not a transactional God. Please tell the pastors, Prince from airport. Good morning, Nathan and team. This is another grader matter, dear. Hmm. It makes doing the work of God very difficult, but we move. David from Ashia. Good morning. I'm calling, no, you're texting actually from Kofredia. Our problem in Ghana is that people don't read the Bible. My own church pastor told me to pay him 2,000 cities so that he could help my daughter who was having marital problems. He even went as far as bringing a so-called man of God to come and mention the, the name of my daughter to pay some money so that her problem would be solved. Even though 
I am a pensioner and I pay the highest tithe in the church. Now I've decided not to pay my tithe to the church any longer. Meanwhile, this pastor could not complete SHS, but attended one of these mushroom pastoral schools and is using it to boost. He can't even speak good in... Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, good morning, city team. Please take note. Nana Grada isn't a Christian and she's not practicing Christianity. Uh, she's an atheist, you see, and she's practicing secular humanism. In Christianity, prosperity isn't the core value, but rather service to mankind and salvation. The public should be mindful of where to worship. There are more religious bodies in the system uh, that are not aligned with Christianity. Nana Yao Abuaji from Adenta, he says he's a Christian apologist and member of the Ghana Bible Society. Good morning, Nathan. I don't know if there is a council for churches or whatsoever, but why does anyone just wake up and claim he or she is a pastor? Yes, Reverend, prophet, etc. Do they go to school on how to be a pastor? I'm asking this because it's not logical for someone who was a fetish priest to just call herself a reverend. It's crazy. Sadiq from Mashali Butre. Yes, Nathan and team. Religion has always been transactional. That's why Jesus caned some people at the church because <laughs> they had turned it into a den of thieves for building a national one to... Oh, maybe from tomorrow. Oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. The law should go after the scammers and deal with them very, very harshly. The managers of the economy have to suppress their greed and selfishness so the reasonable and equitable, for the reasonable and equitable livelihoods of all citizens. As for those who allow themselves to be scammed, we should leave them to their fully as long as they choose. Simple and Eight forty nine. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. So now that you know we've said all of these things, Coco, you had a very interesting letter, mm, a statement, statement, as it turned out. Mm. Um, a statement from who was it? From it was the, the Charismatic Bishops Conference. Charismatic Bishops. And again, Conference. it was from mid twenty twenty that they issued that mm. statement because um, they said that they felt that um, charismatic churches were being unfairly labeled, right, um, as taking advantage of people. And um, I'm going to go back to the, the statement again so we can look at it properly. But there was this talk of regulating mm-hmm. churches. And again, they said over the last few days at the time, they had noted with concern the discussions suggesting the introduction of legislation to, quote, control self-styled pastors, pastors and churches, And they said members of parliament had proposed coming up with a law that allowed the state to clamp down on the abuse of congregants by the so-called men of God. So that prompted them to then issue their statement. And they were emphatic in stating that the Ghana Charismatic Bishops Conference did not support any idea of legislating or controlling beliefs, faiths or religious beliefs of our citizens. But, you know, I, I think, okay. 
can we separate people's beliefs? Can we, can we separate belief and faith from action or acts? Okay. Because belief as, or as, faith is basically how you think, feel, yes. or, you know, uh, it's, that, it's that, a mind of your mind. That you can't control. It's intangible, do you understand? Mm-hmm. So how do you, as you are sitting here, Nathan, whatever you think or have faith in or believe, I how how do I how do you even quantify that or or how do you make it such that it's something tangible or something that manifests in a way that can be re- regulated? Do you understand? Mm. But if somebody is giving money or taking money or has built an edifice and calls it a church and has people moving in and out of it and the activities therein, you know, that happen, that is something tangible. That's something that you you see, you feel, you touch. Mm. It's it's more, it's something that can be, if regulation isn't even the right word, monitored, I guess, in some way. Um, so I think, yes, whatever somebody thinks or believes in, it's very difficult to, to, to regulate or to monitor or to, to supervise. But if some, if the way someone acts and the things, the things that manifest as a result of that belief or that faith, that you can touch. I think, especially when so, you're dealing with human beings moving okay. in and out of a place and, and this money changing hands. So, so you're saying that we cannot say, Control the church or regulate how people feel or what kind of. But but do 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 you, do you think that maybe there should be something that kind of supervises the way churches operate? That's what I'm saying. Is that you can't regulate someone's belief or how they think or feel about something. But if once it's manifest physically and there's there are actions as a result of that faith or belief, and it has to do with human beings, I think it should be regulated. It should. I think it should be regulated. Right, there are people. You have schools. People go there. They go to study. They give money or they pay money. Mm-hmm. There are people who teach. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, it's a whole entity that operates in a system. A church is a building, or you know, some people maybe a structure of some sort, or people gather together. There are human beings who interact with each other. There is money that is given. There's money that's taken. There are. There. Are, do you understand? There's. It exists in a system and operates in a way that, you know, can you just leave? people to do as they please so, when, so, when it comes so, 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 to so if you talk of this this con, not control but this monitoring or supervision and all of that what should we monitor right are we checking for example whether or not the churches are being built properly whether mm-hmm. there's what proper seating are we checking what ACs are we checking the activities are we checking and the even, people who and even how the church operates and how they spend money that people give them how they spend the money yeah okay yeah, how they spend money like so, people give them, so that, how they that, treat people. Mm, we, we've 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 not even, not just heard, we've seen videos of pastors, should we say, or leaders of churches physically interacting with their congregants or their members in a way that is harmful, and and all in the name of religion. Do you understand or faith? So, at what point does it become? Oh, this is religion. This is how we believe we're acting this church. And what, at what point does it become you're physically harming somebody? There's a line. It may be a thin line for some people, but you can't. If it's injurious to someone, if it's injurious to someone, or it breaks laws, or you know, there has to be regulation that comes in at some point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's let, let's get to the line. Let's speak to um, Reverend Kwesi-De. Reverend Kwesi-De is general secretary of the Ghana Charismatic Bishops Conference. Kokwide were the ones who put out the statement mm, mm. in 2020. Maybe we can have a conversation about church conduct and regulation and if that's even possible in the first place. Uh, Reverend De, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, Nathan. Thank you good so, so much. Good morning to your, uh, to your listeners. Mm. 
Thank you so much for uh, making time to join us. So, um, your thoughts on or the conference's thoughts on church regulation and you know conduct, how the church should behave, and all of that. We're asking this on the back of the news stories making the rounds about um, Naragada money doubling. She's been arrested, that kind of thing. And several people feel that things aren't really aligned or are in place and they feel that there needs to be a, a check or a bit of a control or somehow the churches need to be monitored to see if they are doing the right things. So your, your take on that? Um, listen, thank you, thank you for the opportunity and um, thank you for also um, inviting us to this conversation. I, I, I noticed that you had read our communique from 2020 yes, 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 yes. to this matter. Yes. Um, so I think that communicate does capture our view quite quite clearly. Um, so church regulation, the way it's talked about to determine what people can do in church and things, as we've explained in the communicate, something we totally disagree with. And we've explained our reasoning there. We have given a lot of background. There's a lot of history of that type of conversation in this country. And none of that has uh, has 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 helped. What we've rather seen um, in the history of this country is that um, most of the churches that have typically been targeted by this type of thing uh, have actually gone on the, and, and been the leading lights of our country. That said, that said, I need to concede that it is possible for people in the name of religion to commit crime, in the name of religion to commit fraud, in the name of religion to even physically assault people, and thank God, Ghana is a very civilized society, and there are there are there are laws governing all these crimes. There are laws governing what fraud entails. There are laws governing what assault entails, and therefore, I think that the law should should deal with that. That that does not mean that the way to deal with this is to come up with regulations for churches. Say the way you have regulations for the radio industry or for the purpose of people's faith. That, that we totally disagree with. Mm. And that gets us into a sphere that we will never be able to successfully engage. Lastly, before I sort of leave this, the, the lastly, the other thing as well, is, which, we, which, we have in, which we mentioned in our community actually, which increasingly Canadian society doesn't seem to be able to have an ability to do, which is, is a bigger problem, is where we develop values as a society. What, the, what, what sort of judgments we want people, adults, to make in our society with respect to how they spend their money. I, I listened to Kukui um, give your, your, your <laughs> advice on the money. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a value judgment that people make. And people, we need to encourage the society and train the society in a way where they make value judgments. You can't reduce everything to the black and white of legislation. That doesn't work. And to continue to allow the society to have that type of conversation, as if any and everything can be reduced to a law, that is one of the main things that fail our society. And one of the things that we fail our society is if we think some religious regulations legislation is what will, will provide uh, safeguards from this. There is enough, more than enough laws to deal with crime, to deal with assault, to deal with fraud, to deal with impersonation, and let the authorities do that. But to come up with a new regulation on the, in the light of what you're picking up, to say the churches have to be regulated, we totally don't see how that works. We think it is um, it is it is discriminatory. It is picking up on charismatic churches generally, widely, uh, and 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 tarring them with a very very uh, uh, dark tar. And that's unnecessary. We don't need to do that. 
Mm, Reverend, just hold on. My colleague Kokui has a question for you. Sure. Hi, Reverend. Good morning. Good morning, Kokui. I'm, I'm, I'm well, thank you, and I hope you are too. But I'm just curious: is regulation a scary word? What is it that churches fear about? Regulation Is it the connotation that goes along with it? Because in my estimation, if churches or religious bodies, let's even generalize it to religious bodies in general, are, again, for lack of a better term, let's say regulated such that that space is sanitized and then you, you have a bit more confidence in the fact that certain charlatans who may crop up now and then with you know ill intent or malicious intent in setting up their religious entities can actually be weaned out of the system because there are regulations that exist to protect people and to protect the church as well. So, you know, why is it that when the issue of regulation crops up, we see religious leaders immediately on the defensive saying, oh, no, 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 you cannot regulate the church, you should not regulate the church. Why don't you look at it through another lens to say, wait a minute, this could actually legitimize us further. This could actually be a way for people to sift between the 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 good and the bad ones. And, you know, because to rely on people's discernment, as we can see, doesn't always work out the best. I mean, if you fall for dub- money doubling scams, that's a problem. But again, just 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 talk to me about why it looks like religious leaders and religious bodies are scared of this word regulation, where it could actually be a positive thing. Uh, so I, I hear you, and, and and I understand what you're what you're driving at. Religious bodies aren't scared of regulations. Well, if anything, the the religious um, um, grouping or churches in this country are probably the most orderly set. Yes, there are miscreants. There are people who do things that turn our nose up a little bit. I I wouldn't disagree with all of that, but. Churches are not afraid of regulations. It is the type of regulations that's being talked about, the type of direction, the type of ideas that are being put about is what we're against. Is what we feel that that doesn't address the issue. You won't be. You, churches are registered. All, all churches that you that you speak about have one registration. Are registered. Most most many churches in Ghana are registered as companies um, 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 and by guarantee. So churches do have regulations. Companies by guarantee have regulations. Have reports you've got to present. Churches have employees. They have to abide by all the labor laws of the land. So churches are not inherently uh, against regulation. We're not. In, we're not in any way saying that the the running of these organizations. There are no laws in this land that will 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 govern it. So we're not against 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 regulations. And I think therefore not. That promises problem. What we are against are, are, are laws that begin to define the practice of faith. Okay, mm. and like you say, if somebody falls for a money doubling scam, that's not a religious action. That does not begin to put us in the sphere where we begin to have the state to determine what pastors can say or preach. For instance, that's that's a value judgment. If somebody falls for a money doubling scam, it's not a regulation of church's issue. And the, 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 we think that by coming up with a regulation or a legislation, we will then be able to determine, prevent some some miscreant from prevent from um, providing such judgment that people then do are not interested, are not interested in wanting their money doubled or are not interested in not working. Those are a slightly different issue, and I think as a society, 
what the Ghana Charismatic Bishops Conference is saying is that as a society, we need to make that difference and we need to come up with different sort of rules. And that's where you come in. And that's why I thought this conversation that you're having is really valuable. That's where yourself, Nathan, your show, the City Breakfast Show comes in. Because you're able to help us elevate the conversation. You're able to help us make the differences. And you're able to help us as a society to come up with the value judgments that we need as a people. Not any and everything can be subjected to a law. And one of them is the practice of most people's faith. Because every faith has got laws, has got regu- regulations, has got tenets that, that judge that, that, that guide that. But if you're going to be defrauded, there are already laws that guide that. Coming up with legislation, as you suggest, the way you, 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 you put it, to guide who can be a church or who can be a church will not serve this problem. It will create bigger problems. And that we are totally against. That confusion hmm. we don't want us to subject ourselves to. Okay, but isn't that what stakeholder engagement is for? So if you, if maybe members of parliament are proposing this legislation, I, I'm pretty sure that with all of the churches and religious bodies that we have in this country, you're quite a powerful lobby. Um, and again, for those of you who are legitimate and have reputations to protect, it, it behooves you and it's in your best interest to make sure that if there's any kind of regulation or guiding principles that is going to come from the state, that it inures in to your benefit and that you also contribute to the national discourse on this. So, you know, are you saying that you wouldn't be able to sit together at the table, whether it's the Catholic Bishops' Conference, whether it's the Charismatic Bishops' Conference, whether it's the Christian Council, and any other uh, religious body in the country. Are you telling me that stakeholder engagement wouldn't be helpful in ironing out some of these things? That would, again... That's exactly what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're we're engaging stakeholders. I'm having a conversation with you. You You're a very powerful lobby as well. Um, (laughs) And and, and this is the conversation as well we're having with an important stakeholder. The community that we issued in 2020, which you've relied on extensively for your show this morning, was issued in 2020 as part of being a stakeholder and engaging with Parliament suggestions, conversations, discussions at the time. So these are discussions that we're always having. And, and let me also throw this out. There have already been a couple of uh, ecumenical bodies, and there have been a couple of ideas already that we've put out to be able to differentiate between what good... good uh, what, to provide some basis um, that rewards, let me put it that way, let me put it that way, that rewards good behavior and discourages bad behavior by even giving some privileges to people who are doing the right things. Now, I mean, the, the, the church in Ghana is arguably the most effective social grouping. The, the impact of the church on education, the impact of the church on healthcare, the impact of the church in youth development is one of the greatest in the last 100 years. The impact of the church in the growth of our society in the last 100 years exceeds almost all diplomatic and non-governmental organizations. The impact of the church in many, on many occasions exceeds even the government of Ghana. So the church continues and will continue to be a very effective sucker for the Ghanaian society. Okay. So the, 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 the idea that the church is this monstrosity that needs to be governed by some new set of regulations is, is wrong. And I, we, we, we disagree with that. However, I will concede the point that somebody in the name of this very good church may commit fraud and may commit assault and may commit crimes. Let the laws deal with that. The, the Ghanaian laws are so good and they are, they are so varied and they cater for so many issues. Let them deal with that. But the idea that this very powerful force for 
governance. I think that's 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 taking it a bit too far. Mm. Okay, Reverend, sorry. Just one more question from me. Do you think, I mean, we've got established churches already. People can start churches any day. But do you think there should be maybe a review or a look at who can start a church and how a church can be started in this country? The, 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 Ghana as a state and as a society, um, our biggest organizations, um, um, we, we, we've got churches in this country who are, which are some of the biggest organizations. They are, some of these churches are in 90 countries plus. There is no Ghanaian organization. There's no Ghanaian com- uh, organization, company, bank, any, started in Ghana that is able to have an influence in as many countries. The, the churches in Ghana, the tourism they bring in, okay, the number of people they fly into this country through our airports, and you can check this from Ghana Immigration Service, far exceeds most of what you call tourist attractions. The, the effect, the impact, that the churches, like I mentioned earlier, have on education. Nearly all the schools of any quality in this country are owned by churches. The impact of churches on healthcare remains massive and will continue to be significant. Okay. Now, to and and, and the churches that have started, I would say, in the last generation, in the last 25 years, that have been people who have felt called by God and have stepped out from their faith and built fantastic organizations. And I can mention many. I won't for many reasons. But you can many come to mind in the last 25 years have built wonderful and fantastic organizations. I don't think that that entrepreneurial spirit that the Ghanaian retains should necessarily be, we should pick up churches per se and say that if you want to start a church tomorrow, you will be, have a new set of regulations for you to go under. What about people who want to start asset management companies that are being the biggest defaulters of our people? What about people who want to start finance companies? What sort of regulations do we have? Who, who wants to start oil marketing companies that have defrauded the state and, and, and profited? We don't have any standard to say you've got to have this education, you've got to have that schooling to become a managing director of an oil marketing company. We don't have anything like that, but we don't look to that. Now, what those people do to our state, if I, I don't want to mention names, you can go and research it. You are the journalist. You can research what marketing and oil companies are doing to your society, to, your, to, the, to, the, ex, the, to the exchequer. That, that, for me, and that's what I communicate points to, the state is suffering, it, it is bleeding in some really, really big organs, in some really, really big parts. And I do, we, we, we don't want to speak to that. Churches are not the issue. They are not the issue. People getting up, believing they are God, rising up and starting a church is not the issue. If anyone does that and commits fraud, there could be, there's, there's, more, there's plenty law to deal with those people. Let's just deal with them. But a new regulation to determine who can start a new church, uh, whether you can start an action chapel, whether you can start a lighthouse, that, that, that is totally ineffective. And let's not put our energies there. And I, I, I thank you very much for this opportunity. And I hope that from this discourse, we can come up with this, what we are describing as a value system. And we have even written a number of papers already on I'll be happy to share with you uh, on another platform, even a charter where we can give charters to people and organizations mm. And charitable organizations that would differentiate between which church is having a five million, ten million, fifty million dollar impact in healthcare, and we can reward that and pick that that standard up and say, you know, um, Catholic Church, you've got so many hospitals across the country. We like that, and we recognize that, and because of that, we will give you these privileges. 
we will give you these privileges. Re- or, re- yeah. We will, well, the more we can do that, the more we can reward the good behavior, it will, it will allow people to make those value judgments. But if as a society, we don't want to reward um, 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 good behavior, this is one of the things we have. And that's the only way to do it. And yeah. I, 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 just before I end this, and I, I know I've spoken a bit, but let me just end this. <laughs> as a society, one of the things I was even thinking about, when you go to England, on an annual basis, on an annual basis, the sovereign of the land, um, King Charles, for instance, will knight people and reward people for their services to sports, their services to education, their services to government or to medicine. They'll be made says, they'll be made um, CBEs and MBEs. I, I don't know the last time we rewarded anybody in Ghana for services to Ghanaian society. Why can't we do those things? It is those value judgments that begin to show the Ghanaian society what's good and what's bad, and that's what we need, not new law. Reverend, thank you so, so much uh, for your time. We appreciate your insight. Reverend Kweside, he's General Secretary of the Ghana Charismatic Bishops Conference. Very, very interesting conversation. Very, very, you know. I agree. But I mean, it's like they don't even want to hear regulation. No, no. No. But but let's be honest, Nathan, and and much respect to Reverend for for joining us for that discussion. And at the end of it, he mentioned, I think, asset management companies, etc. And they are regulated. You can't just get up, Nathan, and say, I'm I'm Obodai Kwao Management and I'm starting. It's it's, it's not possible. And even with that, we saw what happened a couple of years ago. The whole sector had a whole cleanup. Because there were bad nuts in there that had been allowed to fester for years and ended up destroying I mean, people's lives by losing their money. Do you understand? So with time, you know, things evolve. Things are reviewed. Things, things change as times change. We hopefully learn from our mistakes and we improve upon them. That is why we had something like the financial sector cleanup. And mm-hmm. the, there were entities that were even properly regulated that ended up being removed from the system because it come to find out they were not acting properly. So again, this is why I wonder about this whole kind of resistance to maybe you don't want to call it regulation, but some kind of monitoring of the religious sector, because I think it's probably the easiest place for miscreants to crop up. This, what I will say, and I agree with you, maybe what we don't know is that probably, and I could be wrong here, maybe as a group, Maybe there is their own internal way of uh, checking. You, you get what I'm saying? So that people so, so, like Agrada can... Hold on, hold on. You see, for example, so there's the Ghana Charismatic Bishops Conference, for example. Yes. I don't know what they do, but I, for example, maybe there's an entity like this that supervises and monitors and checks. I'm, I'm completely with you on the point that, okay, what, maybe what they can do is strengthen things even more. So that you don't have certain characters showing up, you okay, and sullying your and, reputation. Yes, and selling their and selling their reputation, and then there's the bit of how people get in. Are they checked? Like you, 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 you get the point. So, so maybe maybe internally there's a lot more that can happen. Maybe internally, maybe charismatic churches or all churches under which whatever under whatever umbrella they operate can do a lot more maybe to tighten their own checks isn't i've been i've been listening all yes yes and processing my own thoughts Mm. sometimes i get um jealous on behalf of young people who are enterprising starting their own businesses i get jealous on their behalf because people like agrada get all the attention 
when sometimes they're working so hard trying to push things, build systems, build, you know, innovate and push things through, but then they, they don't. And, and that's what really happens. Hard work, it doesn't trend like that, right? If you're doing something that will stand the test of time, if you're building something that will, will leave a legacy, if you're building to last, it's not going to, uh, I mean, get all the kind of attention that people like Agrada will get. But it's, it doesn't mean that you should end there. You should end it there. Time will come. That's just on that side. Now, I'm also thinking, you know, very often I run into people who complain so bitterly about Ghanaian media. And when they do so, they are talking about some um, somebody who is sitting in his home and has a channel on some platform and they are doing money doubling and they use that to to represent the entire media mm-hmm. right if there's any institution i have come across that is self-regulating that is that promotes discipline yeah it is it is it is the church i mean i'm coming from where i am of course there are a number of um examples here and there that engage themselves in excesses if you use those to represent the church, you'd be very wrong. If you use one mushroom media somewhere to represent the entire media in Ghana, you'd be very wrong. Sometimes things people tell me that journalists engage in shock me. And it's only because I don't get to follow. So, Koku and Nathan, the point is that there are choices out there. right? And people consume different things. Uh, we, we have a responsibility to ensure that we upgrade the level of our people in such a way that there will be some sophistication. People will be sophisticated enough to take to make choices, meaningful choices. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if someone hears the story of Agrada, where she's coming from, she was a fetish priest, she was doubling money on TV, she's been involved in all sorts of things. And then after a couple of days, we hear that she's an evangelist, she's a priest, She's doing all kinds of things. You need to test all spirits. That's what scripture says. And you will know them by their fruit. Mm. Do you understand? So th- that's, that's, what I, I, that's, that's that's where I am coming from. And I know we are running out of time. So I'll just end it there. Okay. Thank you so, so much. You're still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Remember, HR Focus is Ghana's first ever human resource magazine. It's organizing the 10th edition of the HR Focus Conference under the theme HR's role in embracing the future of work during the economic crisis. All HR practitioners and business leaders are invited to attend. It's happening on the 14th of October this year, 9 a.m. at the Labadi Beach Hotel. Tickets cost 200 CDs with discounted tickets for magazine subscribers. You can visit events.hrfocusuniverse.com slash hrfocusconference. You can call 574 482 or 0207-947708 or 0546-791509. For inquiries or ticket purchase, the 2022 HR Focus Conference is sponsored by Vodafone, Old Mutual, EBID, OFI, Enterprise Group, Data Bank, Allianz, Acacia, Vivo Energy, SIC, Rabito, B-Systems, Apex Insurance, Apex Insurance, sorry, Intake Petrol and a Human Manager. Media Partners, City FM, Multimedia, Daily Graphic, and BNFT. Now, if you love your beverage, if you love all the things you drink, and all your tea, Gary, coffee soakings, uh, tea, coffee, Gary, what am I saying? Tea, coffee, Gary soakings, and masquee, and all of that, 
that you need creamy plus. A lot of creamy plus is what you need in those things just to spice it up, jazz it up, and make the drinking experience even better. You can find creamy plus in all golf shops, Bachelor Total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. For bulk purchase, you can contact Les Farm Distributors at Madina Residential on 0501682522 or Grace has found us at a Cocoa Photo in Dantuman on 0245162747. This is still the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back after this short break. Don't go anywhere. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the City Breakfast Show. Welcome back. This is the City Breakfast Show. Send us your thoughts and comments on the number 0549-986-996. But let's switch tracks slightly. Let's talk some insurance. And the Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana. For those who didn't know, yes, Insurance Brokers had an association. Established in October 1988. And it's the National Trade Association, a mouthpiece of insurance brokers in Ghana, and an advocate for insurance consumers. Now they're having the Awareness Month. So I've been joined by Stephen Kwating Yeboah, who's Vice President of the Insurance Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana. He's also MD of Olea MNG Insurance Brokers Limited. And I also have Sheila Ristberg. She's the Assistant Treasurer 
of the Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana and she's MD for Irisk Management Limited. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, Nathan. How are we, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm very well. We're good. How about you? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did. In- interesting discussion this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Religion, you know, it always sparks yeah. a lot of, not controversy, but it sparks a lot of interest. Sure. It sparks a lot of interest. Steve, let me start off with you. Thank you once again for joining us. Um, we usually hear the, 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 the descriptive insurance broker. Oh, I'm talking to my insurance broker. So who is an insurance broker? Let's start off from there. Okay. So I, I, I would say that an insurance broker is an advocate for people who want to buy insurance. So when you want to buy insurance, you can decide to go either directly to the insurance company. Mm. You go through an agent of the insurance company. I see. Or you go to an independent professional uh, company like we, we are brokers. So we are independent. We are professional people mm. who have studied insurance, who know insurance. And, and then we represent the client uh, to look for the type of cover that the client is looking for, um, where to buy it from, at what price. And then when the claim happens, um, we will be there to provide that for you. So I say that a broker is a professional, it's an advocate for people who want to buy insurance. Uh, so we are intermediaries. Uh, okay. But we don't work for insurance companies. We work for people who want to buy insurance. Okay. So that's who we are. Okay, yeah. great. You, you mentioned the, um, the agent. So let's try and draw the difference between who the agent is and who the broker is. Because I'm sure a lot of people interchange the two. They say, well, I'm talking to my broker when maybe they are talking to their agent and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So a lot of people sometimes go, go to the public and, and, and put themselves out there that they are, bro- they are brokers. Meanwhile, they are agents. So an agent <laughs> is uh, an officer of the insurance company. So the insurance company, they have people they employ permanently. They also have people who sell for them for commission. I see. So they are agents. Their loyalty is to the insurance company. Mm-hmm. Your agent cannot go and fight with the insurance. But the insurance company is his principal. So he works for him. Okay. So whatever he does, he binds that insurance company. Okay. Um, a broker is a professional body. So even in the insurance act, um, you Individuals can be agents, but an individual cannot be a broker. So if an individual walks to you and say, I'm, I, am, I am a broker, you know, because brokers are supposed to be limited liability uh, companies mm. uh, run with professionals inside who represent the people who buy insurance. Okay. So for us, if Nathan wants to insure your car and you appoint mm. me, I represent you. Okay. So it's me and you, uh, let me say, against the insurance company, I not necessarily all, but me representing you with uh, to the insurance company, so you hire me, you fire me. An agent <laughs> is hired and fired by the insurance, by the insurance company. company. Yeah, so that's I the see. difference between us and agents. Wow, interesting. They say you learn yeah. something new every day. Uh, Sheila, let, let, let me bring you in. Um, so, why should somebody buy insurance to a broker if the company is across my office and I can walk there? Why, why do I need a broker? So, um, why you need a broker is because the broker simplifies insurance for you. You know, insurance. Um, contracts can be very technical. You see things like indemnity, you see things like, yes, sometimes even the word premium, that's how much you pay. It's a technical word. So it's the insurance broker that steps in and explains your policy to you. Also, when it comes to um, brokers, because we are professionals, we can scout the market and let you know that 
with the, po- the kind of policy that you need, this is the company you should go with, or this is the type of policy. We help you tailor your policies to suit just you. So sometimes, if you work to an insurance company, you might just get the generic policy. But then with us, we study your business, we study you, we see what your needs are, and we mm. tailor that policy to you. So that's why you should be using a broker. I see, I see. So h- how can... You know, I get in touch with with a broker. I'm just listening to this. I've been enlightened. My eyes have been open to this. But I want to get in touch with a broker. How how can I do? I want to get in touch with with your association, for example. Um. So before I go to that, I want to add one last reason. Mm. So most of us go for insurance because at the end of the day, we want to be protected. Yes. And the protection comes through the the claims that are paid to us. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the most important reasons why you should use a broker. When you use a broker and have claims, it's stress-free. It's the broker that goes through all the paperwork, makes sure that the insurance can get all the follow-ups, makes sure Mm -hmm. the insurance company is paying your money to you. So that's one of the most important reasons why you should use a broker. Mm. And coming back, um, we have a, a secretariat to the insurance brokers we have a secretariat it's called the IBAC secretariat it's at the NIC at Ridge so you can walk in there um, we also have a website it's mm. www.ibag.com and org. .org sorry mm. ibag.org yeah. okay 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 Okay, so, so so you can go there uh, when you go to the website I mean generally even if you if you want if you're, we are or we are about 80 something brokers in the system so wow. when you even google you go online you are looking for um you know we we are here on behalf of the association that's not we are we are not mentioning names but just to come back to that the good news is that you the service of a broker is free you don't actually oh, free it's free yes wow. free. we are the only entity see. in the world who that who do free work for for clients <laughs> A pro bono uh, all I our work see. is pro bono but because let me explain it's it's free because in the insurance premiums you paid is built uh, business acquisition cost. So mm. whether you use a broker or you don't, so if you don't use a broker, the insurance company is supposed to recruit their own staff or their agents and they pay them that money. But if you use a broker, that money rather comes to the broker. Oh. So, so by way of uh, part of the premium comes to the broker as commission, mm. which the broker takes and then he uses that to be able to provide mm. a service. So why would you want to go and carry your own load when you can get somebody who will help you mm. to do all this f- for you at no cost to you. Well, I know direct cost, I will say. Yeah, so what I mean is that whether you pick it, for example, mm-hmm. our market is tariffed. So, okay. motor is tariffed. Okay. So, if you are going, assuming the rate is 5%, it won't be reduced for you mm. because mm-hmm. you are not using a broker. Okay. So, you pay it. the same 5%. Okay. So, so, but why don't you use a broker and then and pay the same 5% mm. and the broker will be there. I mean, having to a broker... take the load off I your hand. Yeah. And you get a professional yeah. working in your interest. So when you have a claim, you don't need to be going up and down. You see, a lot of time people have mistrust in insurance all because they, they, they buy the wrong policy. Not that insurance companies... People have certain perception that insurance companies really? are thieves. They are this. <laughs> you know, they are not. They are, they are paying claims every day. Every day. This week alone, in my company, I've processed close to a million Ghana cities claim. A million, wow. one million Ghana cities, and the insurance companies are paying. It starts from the policy you buy, and the broker will help you with the, with that policy. And for for him as an insurer, when you go directly, he has a risk to protect. He is protecting a pool, so he will tell you based on his understanding, this is not covered, that is not covered. I, as a professional, I would also come in and say, okay, based on my understanding, we'll argue, and then when we argue, we come to your common ground and say, okay, we agree with your argument, we don't. But you don't have the competence to do that. And that's the reason why 
uh, everybody needs a, a, an insurance broker if you want to buy insurance. Great, great. That's that, that's that's fascinating. So 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 I guess it kind of speaks to the role of of the association. So let's let's talk about the association and its position in this insurance industry. So the association, we, I mean. We know in every institution, sometimes you can have bad nuts. So the, the essence mm-hmm. of the association is for us to come together to promote professionalism, okay. uh, to create awareness. That's why we are here. So together, when we pull our resources together, uh, we are able to create awareness. And then we are also able to help our members uh, on the line. Mm-hmm. So if, if a broker has given you some treatment, you're not happy, you can actually run to the association. The association will investigate because we have code of ethics. And, and we also provide training for our members. So our members are trained on ICT, on a number of things, just to be abreast of time, so that we'll be able to deliver the services that uh, we can deliver to our members. Mm. And then we also serve as an advocate for the client. You know, okay. whenever there's any regulations and other things, because we are closer to the client, we, 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 we serve as the eye of the client okay. to advocate. There are a number of things we fight for for the public, but we, we don't tell you. Oh yeah, I'm uh, sure we, we lots of people will be interested. Exactly, because we are always because we are hired by our clients, we are always there for the interest of the client. So when they're meeting the regulators, stakeholders, the association is always there mm. uh, to do that. Sheila, talk to us about what you're doing this month. This month is Insurance Brokers Awareness Month. What are some of the activities that you've lined up, and so what, what are some of the things that you'll be doing? Okay, so um, this month is our Brokers Awareness Night um, Month, and we have um, it's under the theme the Insurance Broker, your gateway to insurance. So mm. it's a lot of advocacy that we are trying to do. We are trying to get people to understand the role of the broker and also even the role of insurance because we know that when it comes to Ghana, we have very low insurance penetration. That's less than two percent. So we are trying to let people less understand. Less than two percent. Yeah, that's how less bad it is. We don't buy insurance. Wow. <laughs> I guess it stems from something you said. People have a certain perception. Exactly. It's it a trust to, issue yeah, sometimes. They don't, they don't and sometimes people don't even want to think about the unfortunate because people don't want to think about death. They don't want to think about accidents. <laughs> so it, it makes them very unreceptive when it comes to insurance. We are trying to break that myth. So this month is all about advocacy, letting you know the role that insurance plays and the role that brokers also play in insurance. Mm. And um, we have a couple of activities outlined. We'll be going, we'll be having radio and TV interviews. We are here today. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and we'll be going to other places as well. Um, we'll also be educating um, secondary schools. We'll be going to secondary schools to educate them on insurance. So we'll go to St. Mary's. We'll go to Accra High School and a few schools in Accra. Accra Academy, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, and we have presentations to trade associations because oh. sometimes trade associations have peculiar insurance needs. Mm. So we'll be meeting a couple of them and telling them about the kind of policies that are available to them that can help them to run their businesses. We also have social media campaigns. So you'll be seeing our um, flyers and our banners mm. all around on social media and we hope that everyone listening in will like and share, and share so that we can all spread the news about insurance and um, lastly we'll climax everything with a media soiree on the 28th of October it's a Friday at the NIC Gardens that's the National Insurance Commission Gardens um, at Ridge so mm. You're welcome. Okay. So, Nathan, you're invited. Well, I, I want to see you at the story. Yes. You, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are the mouthpiece of the public. <laughs> yes, so we I'm want sure. to meet you to understand what we do as brokers. No problem. Uh, it's free. You okay. know, we, you, you come, uh, come and enjoy yourself, and then we'll have interactions. You meet okay. all the CEOs 
uh, in the industry. The commissioner of insurance will be there. Okay. All the other CEOs uh, and of, of the broken firm and then the insurance the companies, insurance they'll be there. Come and ask all the questions. Okay. Let's understand insurance together. Great. Um, last words, final words, Steve. Yeah, so I want to thank you for, for the opportunity. And um, I want to tell the public that, you know, uh, brokers are there for you. Um, come to us. People who use brokers who always love insurance. Because that's the reason why they develop where they have developed. You go to UK, 73% of all commercial risks are placed through brokers. Okay. Nobody goes directly to an insurance company to buy policies because it makes it easier for you. Uh, we are there to give you that VIP treatment. When your mm -hmm. car gets damaged, take the picture, send it to your broker. Your broker will do all the paperwork, get you your check. And, and, and you know, <laughs> so you don't need to leave your studio to be going up and down chasing your, your claim <laughs> because your house is flooded or this thing. And I want mm -hmm. to tell Ghanaians that, look, one way to elevate poverty is through insurance. Now, okay. when you, you look at the wager dam spillage and the way people's homes are dashed, yeah, people are crying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how much will a home insurance cost? You can buy a home insurance for as cheap as 0.2% of the value of your property mm. and, and for the whole year. So why don't we as Ghanaians begin to... Because, you know, outside you cannot have a mortgage without a, a home, home uh, insurance. insurance yeah. Let's have that attitude so that when the unfortunate happens to you, you can quickly come back and we don't always have to run to government and not mm. more when we are in hard times. So mm. thank you very much thank for you. this opportunity. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. So I've been uh, speaking to Stephen Kwating Yeboa who's Vice President of the Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana. He's also the MD of Olea MNG Insurance Brokers Limited. And I had Sheila Ristberg also here, Assistant Treasurer of the Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana. And she's also the MD of iRisk Management Limited. We're talking insurance brokers. It's the Awareness Month. So be on the lookout. And if you see the good word of insurance brokerage. Like you said, there's a social media campaign. So like, comment, retweet, that kind of thing. to the city breakfast show your thoughts and comments are welcome on the number 0549-986-996 we'll take a quick break when we come back we've got more and then we wrap it up for you we'll be right back don't go anywhere the city breakfast show rise above the noise this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash for the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. To the city breakfast show, we'll go to some of your messages before we head up. And, 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 Nathan, yeah, on top yeah, of yeah, that, yeah, we're making I, a point. I have a concern also about the road I use, so me, I'll bring it inside soon because the potholes are really, really where, disturbing. Where? No, this Buzia Highway from you know, in front of Accra Academy, Accra Academy Charlie, Charlie, the portals are you know, getting bigger and bigger all the way to the other way. You, um, you mentioned it some time back. Yes, Recently, I drove we talking about this. and I said, okay. I will now I will open my eyes to see what exactly. Kokui, is serious. When the you drive from, are multiplying. Koku, when you drive from first light, mm-hmm. you know if you get into that lane, not that's the outer. Right. If the outer was there, you can't even use it. The middle lane. When you drive, when you start driving in that middle lane, the road is in two parts. One half is tarred well, hmm. but the other half looks like I don't know whether it was just tarred or the, or a layer has gone off, and the potholes, like Caleb is saying, they are multiplying by the dozens. And you see, you, you miss one, you get two. You miss two, you get three. It's like, you, no matter where you turn, you're going to fall in a pothole. And it keeps expanding. If we can't maintain the roads, we, we, I, I don't think we need to wait till the entire street is deteriorated before mm-hmm. we're going to find huge sums of money to say we are coming to rehabilitate the whole road and all of that. Mm-hmm. We need to maintain the road. 
we need to maintain the road and the potholes it is a nuisance it's bad it causes traffic it stresses everybody mm-hmm. oh charlie okay now he's he's ranted about his, can i rant about your road okay <laughs> well pretty much all the roads in my area are just bad and you see because of the nature of the soil in our area it it, it requires extensive Work. Groundwork mm. to, to get a, a road that will last mm. maybe more than a few months, right? So, we're talking about sections of Gaist, but the Ekomog Road is the one I'll hit on right now. That road is in such bad shape and causes so much traffic because you, have, you can't go past a certain speed. So, like, this is Hacho from where the fuel station the is. Junction, you that drive long, down. That, yes. Where? Which, which ah. fuel station? Um, the total. So if you get to Hatcher Junction, so let's say you drive down from Atomic Roundabout, you're going from down. Junction, yes, from Atomic Roundabout, go down. You'll see it on your right. There's a total petrol yeah. station. Then there's a uh, after that petrol station. There's this a right just turn. Just after the Hatcher, watch it, please. Eh? Yeah, there's some watch. Uh-huh. Take a right turn. So just where the, the Yam Market is. There's the, the total turn. Take a right. Yes. After the main bridge, because there's this huge bridge there. There's a come again. Does the road deteriorate after the bridge? The road, yeah. the road is just deteriorated. Because <laughs> I, like I felt that part has been done. Or you see, from the from the total where the taxi drivers are, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is that you see the young market on the yes. left like this. You drive down. Yes. You say it Have you driven on that road lately? Okay, not lately, but I've okay. seen that road. Philip, do do your about town. <sighs> Go. There now they are they are working on expanding the main like atomic road. Yes, atomic I've road. seen that. That expansion, expansion is yeah. it's happening. So yes. you'll notice that sections of that main yeah. road have been dug up, and on the other side yeah. they're going to expand. Yeah, so they true. cleared a lot of the kiosks yes. and yeah. vendors. I see that. I see that. The road that, because the part where usually. The, 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 I know the water seller's place too has been affected. It worries me. Pa. It worries you, but yeah, but yeah, as the the trees, I'm I'm praying about those trees. that kind of drive it? is so beautiful. Oh no! And I, because of the road expansion they're planning, yeah, my fear is that gone. those trees are going to be gone, and I don't know how it's going to affect because you know the place floods quite a bit. It's a marshy area, yeah. So. When it rains, even with all that trickle, it, it, it that part of the road can get yeah. flooded. Okay, um, cool, they so, tried so. to do something about it some time ago, but they removed those trees. And there's a lot of um, there's even a portion where they've written atomic like um, flower something yeah, project. I've seen so that. That, that, that That's land close is to Gaek, right? Yes, all these are the enclave. The encroachment there is it's massive, crazy encroachment, there. massive encroachment. It's all going to cause problems. But let's oh. see what happens with that. But those trees, Charlie, it looks like they may uproot mm. them. You okay, know, so my that, favorite one is me. where th- there was this Guinea fowl spots, you know, this is close to University of Ghana. I mean, where the Legon Gardens. Yes, is. botanical gardens, yeah. Yeah, so, like, on the right, like that, before you take the tent to Agbogba, uh-huh. there's, there's this Caleb something, villa or something, <laughs> but there was this huge tree there. I was using the road recently, I realized the tree was no more than before I saw the expansion works going on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt but, sad but about the tree. that, the Akumog Road is a mess. A lot, of the, a lot of the inner roads in so that country are a mess. When you get to the total and take a ride. Take a ride, that's yes. the main, that's the Akumog Road. It's a mess. It's a mess. The last so, time I went to Abukobi, the plan was to get through to Akumog there, but the people spoke for so long, by the time I got to the market, the camera battery, oh, Oh, finish. Shall I say wow. so that, road is yeah. really bad, that road, the inner roads as well. 
the whole place and again because of the nature of the ground there yeah the work that will have to be done to get the it's road a lot of work. St- it's a lot of work mm-hmm. Charlie yeah. guys please talk about the Tema to Accra stretch of the motorway it's becoming a death trap that's true tell them concrete does not bond well with Kota mm. they should use the right materials to fix it Kofi in Tema and you know because originally it was done with concrete there's some iron rods in them and sometimes they are poking out and like what is going on it's like widespread. The, the potholes they've stretched from one side to the other. So if you move from one lane to the other lane, you are falling in that. If you are coming this way, you are falling in. Other cars behind you are speeding. No, those who use that term, motorway every day, dear. <laughs> honestly. That is why every time I have honestly. driven on the way, I drive with bated breath. Honestly. I hold my breath. Meanwhile, I have, it's a 10 minute drive to. Motorway just 10 most. minutes. But it's 10 minutes of tension <laughs> for me. Uh, it's a ten short ten No, te- the stretch from one end to the other. Is it ten minutes? Is it ten? It's longer than ten. It's longer than ten. Nineteen kilometers. So that's how long. Unless you're speeding like crazy, you know, which some people do. Okay, so it's like what twenty minutes or thirty? Not thirty minutes, but like twenty minutes, twenty-five. Please also drive on the motorway at regular speed. How long is it from one end to the other? It should be twenty-five thirty. When it's free, you know. When it's free, yeah. Driving when, at a when decent speed. Uh, lucky, let's say, let's say, let's say decent speed. 1800. Let's say decent speed. How long yeah. is it from one end to the other? Somebody should tell us. I don't know. 10 minutes is fast. 10 minutes is too, too yeah, fast. Yeah, 45 there about, and there's serious traffic. Uh, I mean, not no serious, then there is traffic. There, there must be traffic hiccups here and there. But the people can be there up to hours. Boys, uh, 15, yeah. Somebody says 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes, okay. Hmm. Uh, 15, sure? 20. Someone says uh, 18 minutes. Someone says 18 minutes. Someone says 18 sounds like it. The last time I was on the motorway... No, no, no. Motorway roundabout. Me, I don't know. Like, let's say Tetequashi. Someone says from mall to 18 junction alone can take up to 10 minutes. Yeah, so the entire The last time I drove on it... The last time I drove on it... Did I turn off? Oh. No, the last time I drove... Yeah, I turned off at a point, so I didn't get to the end. Okay, people are sending in comments without their names. Moto- mm-hmm. Okay, Balfour, motorway 20 minutes, but I've done 15 minutes So, I think 20... I remember when, when I had to go for that bar camp talk. This was in 2019 or so, Charlie. Okay. I was tense all through. Hey! Okay, people are giving us different... Now, the focus has shifted to the duration, 22 minutes. <laughs> Someone <laughs> said 15. The, the point the is that the potholes on the, the motorway has it. rendered it very, very useless. Mm-hmm. It's it's not good. It's life threatening. I'm coming back to the Buzia Highway, and I'm appealing to the um, highways and the Ministry of Roads and Highways. Look, it's 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 bad. Oh, yeah. Even the road that goes to the Municipal Assembly in that neighborhood, you go through the the Kokompe or something mm-hmm. where they sell mm-hmm. the Kokompe. Charlie, it's it's terrible. Bad, bad, Caleb. bad. Several portions. You know. So the Accra Academy part. Yeah. Dakuman Junction. Yes. Hey, it's now you know Dakuman Junction. When people are so, when people in the middle lane, people are trying to move from the left side of the middle lane because there's this large yeah, one. It's very big, close Just to the traffic when the light. Street light is and um, the traffic light. You, I mean, mm-hmm. look, and it's everywhere, both lanes. I don't know which is better, and it's it's really bad. Like, please, guys, we we please do something mm-hmm. about that road for. Patch the po- right now. I've, I've seen people have even filled it with coconut husk. They filled a particular spot with coconut husk. I don't. I don't think that will help eventually. But 
if we if we don't do anything, people will be helpless and they will try and do their own thing. I mean, these are potholes. Why can't we find materials to fix them? Why can't we maintain them? Wait till it deteriorates, then we find big money and then say we are coming to rehabilitate the entire street. It doesn't cut it. I'm not talking about the inner roads that goes to my area, my neighborhood, because the roads there are bad. But I'm just talking about the main road, that one. The traffic on that is much more than the inner town roads thing. So please, the Buzia Highway from Nathan School, Accra Academy. You know, if you don't like a car academic car, come for a small <laughs> where the the street the traffic light is. It's I can't think for a moment of silence. Something wicked Just as she wants some dang After she sip on the champagne, she open the mini matelele. Matelele, about you like it? Put in a remote and she want bite it. Things set already and me have to strike it like a baby pelele in the nineties. Tell you this, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it in there. Me a go deal with it, deal with it about that thing we a gwanda. We're wrapping it up on the City Breakfast Show. A few birthdays before we head out. Happy birthday to Stephen O'Foria J. Jr. of Fenton's International School, Tema Community 10. That's from your mom, Akosia, and dad. Happy birthday, David Kudrow of Danbe Rural Bank. Pram Pram from, oh, from the Oposa 89. <laughs> Uh, happy birthday to my uh, husband, Joseph Orlando Gato. Um, I wish you a new age filled with love, happiness, and good health. That's from Yesu Tataga. Alright, that's our show for the morning. Many, many thanks for listening. This has been the City Breakfast Show. We appreciate the time you took to listen to us. My name is Nathan Kwa. I sat in for Ben Adavle. We also heard Kokui Salome Hansen and Caleb Kuda. We also had Reverend Maoli Chikata join us at the start. Show produced by Fred Jabano and Caleb Kuda. Godfrey Odum gave us help on technical. 